Okay, <clears throat> we're recording. We're supposed to be recording right now. Okay, I mean, we are technically recording. We just can't use it. <laughs> well, I mean, we can use some of it, especially Brittany's dolphin noises. Is that awful? I'm trying, I'm trying to do a turkey, but it's a turkey and a dolphin mated. Oh, how do you do a turkey? Noise? Wow, you were just like. <laughs> Really good at a tricky voice, Shakira. What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games Podcast, your source for video game news analysis, commentary, <laughs> and funny stuff. Um, you could have been here just a couple seconds ago. When it wasn't you were... even that. <laughs> it was when you said What's Good Games. And my brain went to like, do you remember when everyone used to go, what's up? Oh, wow. That's like way the not- Budweiser commercials? Yes. Like oh. with the and frogs? My brain, my brain did that. And I was just like, oh, no. I was laughing because are we just not going to pretend like we were doing turkey noises literally five I mean, seconds before that, that happened? Yeah, um, of course, you <sighs> know Miss Christine Steimer. Yeah, hi. Miss Brittany Brombacher. Yeah, hi. And I'm Andrea Renee. Are you uh, just copying me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to another episode, episode seventy-eight Woo! of What's Good Games. We are almost octogenarians. We are a senior citizen. Octo what? Octogenarians? Is that not? Is that what? when you're eighty? Oh, I don't. This is a math question. I, I am not prepared to answer. Octo sounds right, like an octopus. Octo. Type in octogenarian and figure out what what it is. Well, we appreciate if you are here, whether it's your 78th yes. episode with us or your first. Thank you so much for listening to the show and being part of our awesome community. Uh, a big shout out to all of our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash what's good games. want to remind you that we've got our happy hour Q&A for November where we have some cocktails and take your questions, sometimes a little too honestly. <laughs> um Every month, and that is for all levels of patrons, is happening today at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> well, not, not No, today. I know, I know. It made sense, but like, I just had a moment of, what do you mean today? <laughs> November 9th. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so hopefully you guys will tune in. Of course, uh, you guys can get that link over on patreon.com slash what's good games. And our good friends over at Kind of Funny have invited us to come by and talk about this Xbox XO18 live stream that's happening on Saturday, November 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to go live around 1245 p.m. Pacific time. So Xbox has never really done something like this at their fan event before. They have of course have had fan events many times but they said that they've got announcement and they said they're talking about crackdown three yeah i hope to god it's not like we cancel it lol bye <laughs> no so the, the hot rumor ladies and gentlemen what is, tell me so, all the hot so rumors. crackdown three the the leak is crackdown three providence this has been leaked okay. so the thought is that they could be announcing and releasing the multiplayer on saturday and then the single player content is to come free to play multiplayer with a story campaign paid dlc you think they're gonna like drop the bomb like available now? That's that's what the rumors. That's what the kids are saying. I'm not gonna pretend like I know a hot piece of shit about Crackdown Three, but I do like to pay mm. attention to the children, and that's what they're saying. That seems mm. like it would probably go against almost everything I know about Xbox and their penchant for retail marketing. 
It would be curious if true. I am looking forward to seeing what they talk about. Yeah, it'll be um, uh, it'll be something. I think it's gonna it'll be, be it'll be something. So Andrea <laughs> Renee ringing endorsement for Microsoft's Excel conference. Listen, Linda, um, I'm excited <laughs> about it because I, unlike anybody at Kind of Funny, I love you guys, but none of you are Xbox fans. <laughs> um, you either don't play on Xbox at all, or you only play if you have to. Um, and so I think like we're gonna bring some much needed perspective. Um, into that stream of PlayStation and Nintendo fanboys. Mm-hmm. Um, we do love them, though, so hopefully you guys will join us. It should be great. Um, we are going to get into the news in just a moment because there is quite a bit to talk about this week. But before we do, I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to Four Sigmatic for sponsoring this episode. We have been really loving our Four Sigmatic products here at What's Good Games, and if you aren't familiar with them, they are the Magic Mushroom Company but legal magic mushrooms, yeah, not, not, like not the, the ones you're not supposed yeah. to have. <laughs> um, so they believe in the real magic of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as other superfoods to help us live healthier and more enhanced lives. They make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with a variety of coffees and elixirs, which you can browse at foursigmatic.com slash WGG. Now, all of their products are organic, they're vegan, and they're gluten-free, plus they're instant. But the bottom line is that they believe life is better when we're hashtag on shrooms <laughs> every day, all day. That's great marketing. Every day right on there. shrooms. It's pretty cute. Um, so one of my favorites, which I told you guys about last time, is the organic um, coffee, the 100% Arabica beans with lion's mane. Steimer, you had that today. I did. It was delicious. It'll wake you up. That- but I also put a marshmallow in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I always like, I always sweeten my coffee a little bit regardless. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, the thing I like about the company is that you really don't feel like there's no mushroom. There's no like earthy or mushroomy taste. Yeah, right. Like you're just drinking a cup of coffee and it happens to have things in it. Um, Ground up. You don't see little yeah. chunks of shrooms in That's- there. The only way I will ingest mus- mushrooms. So. It was so funny when Four Sigmatic first approached us and I was pitching it to the girls knowing that they both hate mushrooms and eating <laughs> mushrooms. I was like, but listen, it's not like you're eating the mushrooms. And they they were so skeptical. But would you say that you're a convert now? Yeah. I mean, like I still I still use the I have the charcoal lemonade powder. I use that all the time. I've been sipping on the hot cacao Oh, that's so delicious. I actually want to really get good. more of that because I, ha- I have like a sampler pack of a bunch of different things. Um, and I had the the like chill out, basically hot cocoa. Mm. And I was like, I need more of this. In my it's life. really good. And it's really <laughs> festive with the fall season upon us. Oh, yeah. yeah with yeah. it getting chillier mm-hmm. d- and downright cold in certain parts of the country now. Uh, what's great about that is that it's got a nice, like subtle spice flavor, almost mm-hmm. like a little bit like a Mexican well, there's two hot different chocolate. Ones. There is a spicy and then but there's a the regular. One, okay. So that's the one that I have mm-hmm. is the is the spice one. Got it. Um, it's really delicious, and it's actually very low in calories. There's a lot of hot cocos out there that are just packed with sugar, and that's not what you're going to get well, here for Sigmatic. So far, anyway, yeah, they have. They don't have. They don't sweeten with sugar. They sweeten with fruit. There you go. So for the most part, natural. Sweeteners. I don't know about every single product they own, but everything I have. So in case you guys were wondering what the benefits of mushrooms are, because they are a superfood, and we've heard a lot about superfoods in the last couple of years um, from nutritionists and you know people that kind of make their living working in the health and uh, fitness industry, um, it, things like lion's mane, the coffee I was talking about, 
increases productivity by supporting focus, creativity, memory, concentration, and overall brain health. So that means you can drink it at work, to study, whenever your brain needs an energizing hug, like during your long gaming sessions, which is something we all do. Obviously, if you guys need a little boost and you don't want to take perhaps like a sugar-filled energy drink or a soda that has a ton of caffeine in it, a lot of the Four Sigmatic products are a great natural way to give yourself a boost throughout the day to keep your gaming session going. Um, oh, did I mention? I think I did that their entire catalog is vegan and gluten free. Yeah. So even if you aren't vegan or gluten free, hey, you know what? It's just a nice added benefit for people that are. Um, if you guys want to get 15% off your first order of Four Sigmatic products, head to foursigmatic.com slash WGG to pick out your new favorites today. That's F O U R. S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash W-G-G for 15% off your first order and get hashtag on shrooms today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so for the news, um, in the pre-show today for our... <laughs> what was that face? Wow, that whiskey just hit the wrong side of my tongue. I don't know. It was very intense. Oh. Ooh. Are you are you okay? Well, I'm fantastic. I'm smelling that whiskey right now. Yeah, right? That's some strong shit. Strong That's been sitting up boy. in that cupboard for a long time. It hasn't been up there that long. We go through makers on the regular, okay? <laughs> no, it just woke me up. That's all. We're good. Fired up. Okay, good. We also bought a bottle of Gentleman Jack. If you guys missed our social yeah. media post, uh, what's good underscore games on Twitter. What is Gentleman Jack? So Gentleman Jack is essentially Jack Daniels formula that's been aged longer mm. and so it's got a smoother sweeter fancier finish jack. fancier yeah. jack fancy jack it's like jack daniels with the top hat dapper and fancy and i think they age it in a different kind of barrel let me double check yeah he has a monocle and like one of those petticoats basically it's more delicious okay than yeah, your standard enough. jack yeah there you go. is it actually called gentleman jack yeah. yes it is oh, okay i wasn't sure if that was like a nickname that had been bestowed that upon the cool it. kids used right yeah, yeah it yeah. says twice charcoal mellowed for smoothness twice hey. charcoal mellowed <laughs> that's, a, a that's, charcoal that's a good charcoal mellowed <laughs> um okay news we were talking about um oh blizzard so uh as you guys know blizzcon happened last weekend uh right after the show published blizzcon kicked off their opening ceremony so this news is going to feel super old so we're not going to run down everything that happened at blizzcon you know they got a new hots hero they got a new overwatch hero um heard about some stuff happening for uh warcraft reforged Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other stuff the big news of course though Dun dun dun! Yeah. Diablo Immortal. I don't even know if it's the big news so much as the uh, infamous news. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put that it. That's a good way, actually. To put it. Um, so you guys might have heard um, that that happened. I just wanted to get uh, to kind of address that first, since it's like the oldest news, and we'll go to the sure. more current news. So um, just to kind of follow up on all that. Uh, Blizzard has also announced that they're working on mobile titles for all of their IPs. So we know that Blizzard had been teasing a Diablo announcement for quite some time. We, of course, got Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on Switch, which just came out. Uh, We know that they had planned to talk about what we thought was Diablo 4 at BlizzCon, but instead got the announcement of Diablo Immortal, which is a 100% mobile title that they have no intention to bring to PC, despite several people asking them at BlizzCon Mm -hmm. awkwardly about it. And a lot of people got very upset that there was no Diablo 4 official announcement and that the next Diablo installment is going to be a mobile-only title. And uh, we talked about it, well, I talked about it at length on Kind of Funny Games Daily earlier this week. I don't want to really get into any of that unless you two have some things that you would like to discuss about how all that went down. 
Uh, I mean, again, just to rehash what everyone has said, I think it was just more of an expectation versus what was delivered problem. I think, and it's this weird ground we're treading where as consumers, you know, you need to be able to voice your displeasure with something because that's how companies learn that they're not happy with a certain thing. But it's just this weird area where it's what's the civil way to do this. And I don't know if we have the answer for that. Obviously, I would prefer that we lived in a world where you wouldn't embarrass people who work hard on this game. But I understand that maybe people don't know how they can voice their opinion. Maybe there aren't enough avenues where people can civilly address this problem. I mean, you can send emails to your blue in the face. Will they reach the right people? Will anyone care? As we've seen that pe- the, the squeaky wheels get the grease, right? Yeah. And uh, is that the yeah, same? I think that's a bad no, thing. Yes. I think that's the bad part about what's sort of happened in the industry. I mean, I, on one hand, it's good in the sense that it helps the company's course correct, but it's also trained people to become so vitriolic when they are upset about something because that's the only way people seem to pay attention. So I understand why people behaved that way because we have all been trained. Like that is what we have now learned as gamers is if I want EA to listen to me or if I want Activision to listen to me or if I want Blizzard to listen to me, mm-hmm. I need to be a dick. Like all of us need to all at what like an ocean, okay. an ocean of dicks. <laughs> was, yeah, I realized That's how that was coming to together. <laughs> that did not. Eh. Anyways, I admit, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I give up now. That's how we should end this part. Okay, this conversation's over now. <laughs> Show's done. Show is it. done. Sorry, I just have this image anyway. Yep. But, uh, yeah. but anyways, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a complicated issue. You guys are both being much nicer than I was about this. Um and I got a lot of really terrible uh responses from people uh, reaching out to me on social media for for mine. My my thing is is like I'm with you, Brittany, in that there needs to be an avenue or a way for people to um, express their displeasure. And I'm with you, Steimer, that it, it's clear that the way to get results is to be an asshole. And I think that that's clear if you just think about customer service at large, right? Yeah. Like if I am going to call up the cable company and be like, hey, I have this thing. I need you to help me. If I'm nice about it, they probably will just be like, I'm sorry, ma'am, there's nothing we can do. But if I'm an asshole about it and I'm like, I must speak to your supervisor and I'm really mad and blah, 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 and I get angry on the phone and I have to yell, Mm -hmm. then they give me the thing I want and like that's bad reinforcement, right? Yeah, it's just – it's a bummer that that's kind of how everything works. Right. Um, And so on one hand, you can't really blame the community for reacting the the way they they did. But in my mind and what I was talking about earlier was like I just – don't think it's so unreasonable that the guy who walked up to the microphone, who clearly was upset and maybe did not know how to vocalize how upset he was about Diablo when he asked about yeah. the April Fool's yeah. question. Is this a joke? Yeah. Could have just easily have said, um, obviously, we all here were hoping to hear about Diablo 4. Do you have any news? Can we talk about that? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, like, like Diablo Immortal is not really like what we were looking for. Like, when can we expect some news about this? And like, I'm not saying Blizzard was going to give him an answer. They most likely were going to be like, this is what we're here to talk about today. But there was a way to ask that question without doing it the way he did. And there was a lot of people that reached out to me that said, Andrea, like, I didn't think he was being a dick. He was being, he clearly was upset and emotional. And I was like, 
Yeah, yep. but just because you're upset and emotional doesn't give you the right to like shit all over someone else. Just because you can't emotionally process your feelings that well, like then maybe sit down. Like yeah. if you don't know how to vocalize what you're feeling yet, it's okay to take a moment yeah. and like think about it before you say something that could potentially like because I, I I hear what you're saying. Like I feel I felt really bad for those developers because they did work on this game and it this was not their plan and like. You're basically just throwing these guys into the into the lion's den and being like, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, yeah. And people reached out and were like, well, what about what Blizzard said about like, oh, don't you all have phones? I was like, yeah, they were backed into a corner where their audience was booing them and they were on a live stream on stage at their biggest event of the year. So, of course, if I was feeling defensive and my audience was attacking me, yeah. they don't have the opportunity to sit down and think about it. They no. are holding a microphone on stage in front of potentially millions of people watching on the Internet, you know, and so he probably reacted the same way a lot of us would if the work that we had been working on for years was booed on stage right you know? yeah i can't even imagine like what that must feel like it would, have it would a be lot of restraint. it would be terrible horrifying. well i mean but yeah. yeah but like i can't even like emotionally process it what like you just would feel that in your bones i feel yeah. like you know like it would just like wreck to be you booed on stage for anything that you worked on and that's the thing that i was trying to express and convey was like the lack of empathy yeah. for the the human face of this like the, those developers on stage did not make the call to announce their game the way that they did. They, they did didn't not- even make the call to make the game. No, that's not their job. And I wonder yeah. how much of this comes <laughs> yeah. to make it, but not to like <laughs> of this comes down to people just simply not understanding how the industry works. You know, there might be people out there who just love Diablo and they don't understand that. I mean, I'm taking this to a very, very exaggeration level that there is a huge company behind the executives who are making these calls and these people are just the developers, you know, they're they're not like the people signing the papers and making the calls. And maybe they just think like, Hey, this is a target. This is someone who works for this company. I'm going to voice my displeasure. That's exactly what's happening. It's people not thinking it's people not empathizing. It's people. It is the base guttural reaction of humans, right? Yeah. I don't like thing. Boo. Like that's, I mean, that's what it is. And it just sucks that um, it sucks that like those guys had to be on the receiving end of that. And yeah. again, like I do understand why people were upset. I think mm-hmm. I think in general, teasing is a bad idea. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> just announce your thing. Well, it, yeah. It was, oh, like, yes. They, they, Blizzard absolutely mismanaged the expectations there. I yes. think we all agree. And the the comparison I made was. EA kind of mismanaging expectations about Command and Conquer mm-hmm. Rivals oh, yeah. during their EA EA Play press conference, you know, obviously, which I was a part of. And um, I think, and then we also got the rumor report from Jason Schreier over at Kotaku that they were supposed to end with a Diablo 4 tease and then supposedly got pulled at the last minute because internally, apparently, they've been reiterating that game more than once. And so they decided that the sure. game wasn't ready to even tease and then Blizzard came back and yeah. said, no, that's not true. So it's hard to know because Jason's sources are usually not wrong. No. And I would, I would argue that that makes the most sense to me, that they would be like, oh, shit, we need to plug something in here. Let's do Immortal. Um, but then even still, I would be like, you should just cut the segment. Right. Like, yeah. Just don't, don't do that to them, right? Because like, yeah. you know that the expectations are here and you're delivering – it's not like the game is going to be bad. It's just not that audience. Right. It's just you're at the wrong place in the wrong time for this game. And don't hurt your game like that. Like you've just like this game could have potentially come out in a different way and mm-hmm. done just fine. 
And like people would be like, oh, all right, not for me, but whatever. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I moved moved along their merry way. Well, the fact yeah. that they saved it for the very last, I think it just kind of adds to that hype. And in October, Blizzard did release a statement basically saying temper your expectations, but it clearly didn't reach enough people and it wasn't enough. But you can't do, yeah. you can't build, you can't pull it back. Once you've built it up, you can't pull it back because they've, they've done things like put out videos where they're like, get ready for more Diablo news this year. And you're like, what's the Diablo news? It's probably something exciting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they should have been taking a cue from Bethesda at E3 where clearly Todd Howard knew that he had to address what Bethesda Game Studios was working on, knowing how different Fallout 76 is as a title for them. He's like, yes. listen. We're trying this cool thing that's different for us, but don't worry. We got Starfield got, coming down the pipeline. More Elder traditional Scroll games. Six yep. is going to be coming down soon or, yep. or like five years from now. Um, soon, TM. But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole but, thing is just unfortunate. I yeah. obviously, I'm sure Blizzard has learned a very valuable lesson with this. And I'm sure enough noise has been made where execs are like, oh, so now we have to care about this because it's all people have been talking about. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, consumers, I, I was also bummed out at the news but uh you know i didn't give people death threats and i didn't send death threats and that's not the way to go about things so hopefully both parties can just kind of learn a lesson from this well speaking of blizzard and lessons they decided to just go ahead and tell everyone <laughs> we're working on more mobile titles so this uh write-up comes from GameSpot. blizzard executive producer alan adheim Adam has announced that more of the developers' IPs may get mobile game treatment. The news comes out after the announcement, of course, of Diablo Immortal, a mobile title as part of the Diablo franchise. Quote, in terms of Blizzard's approach to mobile gaming, many of us over the last few years have shifted from playing primarily desktop to playing many hours on mobile. And we have many of our best developers now working on new mobile titles across all of our IPs. Some of them are with external partners like Diablo Immortal. Many of them are being developed internally only and we'll have information to share on those in the future. I will say also that we have more new products in development today at Blizzard than we've ever had in our history and our future is very bright. All right. No one can act surprised now. Yeah, when we get World of Warcraft mobile. I mean, I would totally play. (laughs) Activision Blizzard bought King. You know, the the literal top of the mountain for mobile games with Candy Crush, right? And it's made them billions of dollars. Why wouldn't they use some of the resources from comp- from a company that clearly knows how to make mobile titles be successful and profitable to say, hey, we have this audience. And they're not wrong. I play games on my, on my phone, and I never used to, and I'm playing them more and more. And look at Hearthstone and how huge that yeah. game is for them on mobile. And I think that people just got their panties in a bunch about fucking nothing it's like you don't have to play it and they clearly are working on diablo 4 and they just put diablo 3 out on switch like what are you upset about they're upset it ended that way yeah i think it's just the expectations versus what was delivered i mean i'm with you trust me i'm with you but i get your i get your argument and there were people who wrote back to me and they're like they have a right to be upset they paid for their blizzcon tickets they paid for the blizzcon virtual tickets and i said that is are you trying to tell me that somebody bought their BlizzCon ticket purely to see a Diablo announcement. Where is that person? I would love to meet them. Like that yeah, can't possibly that can't possibly exist. That you that, bought that, that you bought reason, you spent yeah. money for your BlizzCon pass, whether it was a virtual ticket or an in person pass, only to go to the press conference or only go to the opening ceremonies and hear about Diablo Four. Like get the fuck out of here with that excuse. Get out. 
Because, like, even if they'd had anything about Diablo 4, I don't think it would have been anything more than, like, a cinematic. It would have been a teaser at PR. Yeah, something. Teaser. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like, the game's not ready yet. Leave it alone. Yeah, it's not like it was going to be playable on the show floor. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I can't say I'm surprised by it. I just wish everyone could be a little better, you know? Yeah. In general. But, I mean, companies managing their expect or knowing their community and knowing what's I can't imagine that no one at that company was like, this is a bad idea, Jim. Hey, Jim, we, we shouldn't do this. We should at least maybe open with oh, this. Oh, Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm sure somebody told Jim that it was a bad idea, but yeah. Jim was like, nah, it's fine. We're going to no, 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 go no, forward. No, 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 They'll be but, fine with yeah, it. I'm, I, I want to make something clear because you guys are our, are our best audience, and I've been dealing with a lot of a lot of internet hate about my opinions about this particular matter. Um, that... I'm a believer that you're allowed to have your feelings and you get to own your feelings. And if you want to be mad, you can be mad. My only caveat is that you don't get to go hurt other people because you're mad. Yes. You get to be angry. You get to express your anger. But if your anger directly hurts other people, then that's not okay. I wish we lived in that world. That would, oh, that be, would nice. be a great world to live in. It would be. It would be a great world yeah. if you could just be mad at the sky because the sky it will just sit there and take it because it's the it's sky. Like that gift. Old man shakes like, fist at sky or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Tree, bless your man. Is man at cloud. Mad at cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Old man heals at cloud. Yeah, that's, that, that's like the takeaway I want because I'm sure there's people out there listening that are like, I deserve to be mad. I get to be mad. And you're right. Of course you are. You yeah. absolutely get yeah. to have your feelings. I'm not trying to say that you don't get to have your feelings. I just... The way that some of the people at Blizzard were so viciously attacked is just not okay. And if you are saying it's okay, then I have to tell you that you're absolutely dead wrong. That's all. That's yes. my final word on it. Yes. Oh, it's true. There's other healthier ways to convey your frustrations. Hopefully, you know, companies will be more susceptible to hearing them and making changes based off of those civil protests. But I guess that remains to be seen. Yeah. When was the last time? Anyway, we don't need to. Speaking it. of frustrations. <laughs> oh, boy. Where Final Fantasy 15 oh, DLC canceled. Rip. Hajime Tabata quits Square mm. Enix. So this crazy news broke um, earlier today. And I thought I kind of had to do like a double take. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait I was not what? expecting what that. What is it? Tabata-san quits? Yeah. Um, so there's been quite a few write-ups about this news and never more have I wished that. <sighs> Where's my girl when Alexa I need her? Ray hot take was here. <laughs> yeah. I texted her immediately after I saw this and she was like, she just kind of like sent me this gif of like, like everything's on fire. Mm, yeah. Um, and, um, Okay, um, let me read the write-up here from Martin Robinson over at Eurogamer. Um, Hajime Tabata, the man who brought Square Enix's troubled Final Fantasy XV project home, has quit the company with a majority of DLC planned for the game now canceled. The news comes in the immediate wake of Square Enix posting a notice of an extraordinary loss of 3... Uh, 0.7 million yen, just over 25 million uh, GPD with Luminous Productions, Tabata's recently formed studio, cited in the statement. Bizarrely, Square Enix made the announcement of Tabata's departure and the cancellation of DLC as part of the special yeah. live stream, a continuation of series it's used to keep in touch with fans throughout the latter part of Final Fantasy XV's development. I never saw it coming. Literally. Eurogamer understands that Tabata was presented with the option to have 
have Luminous Productions turn into one of Square Enix's regular business divisions, a course and now seems set on, or spin it off as his own company with a Square Enix investment, though he chose to leave altogether. The departure was confirmed internally towards the end of this summer. Quote, in regards to my next endeavors in near future, I have a project that I truly wish to solidify as my next challenge after Final Fantasy XV, Tabata divulged on the live stream. As production of episode Arden continues and Luminous Production works on new projects, I felt that it was time for me to hand over the torch to the next generation group of talented and trustworthy colleagues and believe that they will create something amazing. End quote. Um, so Eurogamer updated their story saying that Tabata resigned from his role as the director of Final Fantasy XV at the same time that he left Luminous Productions and has no further relations with Square Enix or Luminous Productions. And the statement reads, We are told that he left for personal reasons. It is with regret to see the departure of such talented member of staff who applied themselves on Final Fantasy XV and many other memorable titles. We wish him every success in the future and will continue to cheer him on. As to the future of Luminous Productions, the studio was established with the goal to create a new ip so we are continuing to develop our new title (gasps) this is bonkers news how this reads to me is there is some shit that went down but we're going to be respectful adults about the situation congratulate each other on our successes and leave and put out statements that say we wish you all the best we wish you the best and now i'm done with you and i'm walking away it's certainly more than what konami did i was about to say (laughs) it's better than like what happened with kojima (laughs) that was like this is a dumpster fire Yeah, yeah this is just I mean, okay, there's a lot here. So with this live stream, we were anticipating to hear more about, obviously, episode Arden, episode Lunafreya, episode Arnea, and then Noctis. And Arnea and Noctis and uh, Lunafreya have all been canceled, which which are three, obviously, important members of this story. However, this whole development cycle of Final Fantasy XV and when the game originally released, like, this, th- this would have made eight story DLC pieces or seven story DLC pieces. I remember when they announced this and we were all like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because the original game, you know, there's Trouble in Paradise and there was a lot of characters like Luna Freya and Ar- Arnea that just were never fleshed out. And these are supposed to be pivotal members of this story. And you don't know what the hell's going on half the time. You're supposed to watch a movie before you even start the game so you kind of understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you don't really understand what's going on. Too much slave homework. For yeah, me. and so they release the... And then there's these moments with each character, Prompto, Gladi, Gladi and Ignis, where... Gladi, 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 Or as we like to call him, Gladi, Daddy. But I, I oh, digress. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I digress. I That's know there's at least good. three people like out there that. who are like, yeah. Yeah, Gladi, Daddy. And so it... it <laughs> I think you would like Gladdy Daddy. Uh, yes, based on physical appearances alone. Yeah. And so, I mean, that story, story DLC, okay, like kind of made sense. And But, you know, this game's been out for two years now. And the fact that they still felt the need to put out this DLC to flesh out this story, it's just like, ugh. who who was, re- was this really going to be a success for Square Enix? Probably not. And it makes sense that it's been scrapped. And I appreciate that they were trying to maybe capture what's been happening with games' live service movement over the last couple of years, saying, hey, we spent a decade building this world. Let's make the most of it by releasing extra DLC and keeping the core community coming back because, I mean, who knows when... A, the Final Fantasy VII remake is ever coming out, <laughs> and B, Final Fantasy sixteen is ever going to happen, right? So it's like they had to do something, and I, th- I thought at first I was like, it's a weird plan, something that we don't traditionally see, but 
in a world of live service games, like I can be down with it. Yeah. So this comes as a complete surprise. I have to imagine that this is really hinged on Tabata's vision or perhaps his leadership either being a good thing that like he was such a great leader that they can't continue without him or it being a bad thing that like there was trouble in paradise, as you mentioned, and that things behind the scenes were wildly off the rails and Square is cutting the bleeding, right? To be yeah. like, let's cauterize They're the wound. They're like, I'm sorry, but this, yeah. this limb is gone. Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> just it, off. it yeah. just needs... I don't want to say it needs to die because that's not fair. Because I love this game and I love the community. It needs that's, to go to pasture. It just needs to go to pasture. And I mean, as long it's as they live a peaceful life eating grass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> eating some nice organic grass. Mm-hmm. But as long as the community continues to thrive, you know, the Final Fantasy 15 will still be a thing. But uh, I'm, live on if I had to take hearts. a guess, I would say Tabata was probably sick. He, uh, sick of it. He probably threw his hands up in the air. is like, all right, friends, I love you. I'm done. I have my own aspirations. I've been working on this project for half of my life now. I mean, that's an exaggeration. However, <laughs> is it really? Is it? He like, probably left. I'm thinking then they're like, how the hell are we going to finish this DLC? Has it even begun production yet? Pro- I mean, Arden obviously has since that's the only one we're getting. And then there's the loss right there. It's just all the efforts put into everything. It's just, yeah, I mean, I'm happy we're getting Arden because I think that's the most important one. Episode Arden, he's the main uh, antagonist of the of the game. And he's a very interesting character. One that also wasn't fleshed out fully well. And uh yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but you know, I think this one needs to kind of just go, go to pasture, that have that organic. Go <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Rip in pour, peace. pour one out for the lost DLCs of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Comrades I guess. is getting a standalone thing if that's something you're into, and there's some Final Fantasy Fourteen collaborations going on. But we obviously know Final Fantasy as a brand is, is strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the state on. of Final Fantasy's union is strong. Um, we obviously have the remake, the seven remake coming out. And I'm and, sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but yeah, very uh, interesting news nonetheless. So um, next up. Red Dead Online beta to arrive towards the end of November. Finally, we have a little bit of insight. IGN writes, we knew it would come at some point this month, but Rockstar owner Take-Two Interactive has confirmed that the beta for Red Dead Online will arrive at the end of November. On an earnings call, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick explained that it will launch the public beta towards the end of the month. Rockstar will have a lot more to say about it. Well, you don't have much time. Say it soon. (laughs) Zelnick didn't go into any more detail about exact timing. But at least we know it won't be a surprise release. Uh, Take-Two president Carl Sladoff called it an evolution of the classic multiplayer experience in the original Red Dead Redemption, blending narrative with competitive and cooperative gameplay in fun new ways. In our interview with Rockstar about online, the developers confirmed that it would use Red Dead 2's full world Mm. and that much of its development would be fairly fluid based on what players liked and disliked about the initial release, much like GTA Online's development went give it to me so um i'm definitely um interested i had no desire (laughs) shocker to play gta online when it came out just had no no calling no itch no hankering nothing wanted me to wanted me to draw into that world because all i could think of was i'm just gonna get griefed and like Mm -hmm. i don't want to go in there and get griefed and play i was like i'm done don't even want to do it 
I actually am really intrigued and excited about Red Dead because the world that they've built to me is the standout feature of Red Dead Redemption 2 and just how um, magnificently filled out it is. We're going to talk about it a lot more in the hands-on section because Brit has finished it. Don't worry, no spoilers. Um, I would murder her before I let her spoil it. (laughs) And I would prevent a murder from happening. Thank you. (laughs) um, Obviously, no spoilers. But uh, we'll be talking more about that. But um, did you play online in Red Dead? Uh, the ver- the first one? Yeah. I lit- like barely anything. Not really. Because for me, the appeal of that world is to be alone. Right? Ah. It's like Fallout. That's yeah. why I don't get the online thing. Of, but-, but then I also, in especially tied to the thematics of this particular game, I think it makes sense. Well, like the gang culture the gang or whatever? Culture. So like, we can have a little what's good gang, maybe. I don't know how exactly. Obviously, we don't know how it, how it works yet, but ideally it's like oh like yeah we could all ride around on horses together and like fuck shit up if we want to but for the most part and i'll talk about this later too like what what appeals to me is sort of the loneliness of that game no and you're not wrong i haven't thought about it that way if we could make our own like what's good uniform kind of out of like cowboy hats and like coats and stuff there's some really fancy purple vests Like I have him decked out in some pretty opulent gear that we could make into if a really the nice wardrobe uniform. system and online is even like three <laughs> quarters as good. I'm not gonna say half because I expect better than half <laughs> <laughs> as as it is in the main game. Mm-hmm. Take my money. Take, <laughs> take it all. Take it all. I will buy. I will buy all of the clothes. <laughs> I am very very excited for this. I agree. Like when you said you like to be alone in this game like that makes total sense to me i think i get that from the single player experience but i think doing this multiplayer with this setting like you were talking about in this map and all the things you can do i love western games i never really knew that until red dead redemption but something about them really really draws me in and i think experiencing that and doing robberies and trotting along on our horses I think that yeah, I do think it'd be, be fun to like ride around with you guys and be like, oh, what's over there? Oh, and hopefully oh, they won't oh, take oh, like, oh, no. Oh, oh no, the Muppets are back. It. I'll stop the Muppet. Um, hopefully they won't take as long to implement something like bank heists or train heists as they did in GTA. Yeah. Because in- implementing heists in GTA took an extraordinarily long time. Um, so hopefully they have some lessons learned from GTA Online that they can apply towards Red Dead Redemption 2 and they can expedite some of that stuff. But obviously the tech in this world far surpasses oh my God. what we saw in GTA those, 5. Those butts. So oh, yeah. you never you never know. <laughs> it those might be nice actually butts. more difficult to implement from you know a, a game development perspective yeah. than GTA Online was. And this map is huge. Yes. Oh, well, GTA's map was very sizable was too. Great. I don't have a lot of experience with GTA games, so I, mm. I don't. I've never even played GTA Online, so I don't even know what that bar is that Red Dead would hopefully meet. But um, there's just so many possibilities. And for this. even though you've quote finished the game, like you haven't seen all the map. I actually watched John send because he did the follow road thing, and he just to like uncover mm-hmm. like the the fog of war off the map. 
and it blew my mind just how big that map really is. Because you think it's big. What do you mean he did the follow road thing? So, like, he would pick a random oh, destination okay. yeah, off yeah, the yeah. edge of the map. map. Yes. And, and then, then just, just let go. the horse That's go. That's how I've been doing a lot. Well, originally, I stopped yeah. doing that because I was like, I need to actually play the story mode. But That's what yeah. I I just picked a spot, and I was like, this just keeps going. Holy. Oh, my God. So yeah. excited. I ah. haven't done that yet because I've been bouncing around, and I've been having a lot of um indecisiveness about what I want to play on a day-to-day basis because I'm juggling Sorry, a bunch a of games yeah, but um but I want to go back and just explore and take my time with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I might have to wait for a yeah. while. Christmas maybe break. maybe it's my Christmas break game where I just like spend spend the time going to find this beautiful mm-hmm. white Arabian horse. Oh my God, it's We're going to talk yeah. about it. Yes, I'm like okay. move on cuz I want to keep yeah, talking we'll about it. We'll put a pin in Red Dead. We'll come back to it in the next segment. Um, all right, on to our last piece of news, um, unless something else big broke. Actually, there's two pieces of news. Um, there's one piece of news that I didn't put on here, but this piece, in case you missed it, Fortnite is bananas huge. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's my personal headline. Uh, the oh, actual headline okay. is like, Fortnite has more concurrent players than every game on Steam combined. Um, so they announced this um, on Thursday. Fortnite has achieved a new concurrent player count. This is, comes from PC Games N of 8.3 million. Yes, you're hearing that number correctly. 8.3 million concurrent players. That means all playing at the same time. On all platforms? Uh, we have to imagine that's all platforms. Okay, yeah. For a reference, that is more people playing Fortnite in a single moment than a total of Epic's own Unreal series. That's more people that have played Doom and Doom 2 combined ever, and that's more than the concurrent players in every single game on Steam combined. Now, for reference, um, over at Twinfinite, they announced that uh, Fortnite passed PUBG's previous Steam concurrent total of 3.2 million back in April uh, with 3.4 million. Obviously, they've surpassed that um, multiple times over. Um, and they currently sit at the number one most concurrent players of all time, uh, besting Crossfire, the Chinese tactical shooter that's a free-to-play game available, which currently or previously held the record with 8 million. And then right behind them, of course, Behemoth MOBA League of Legends with 7.5 million as the previous record holder before Crossfire uh, bested them. Crossfire. So You'll get caught up in the crossfire. Crossfire. <laughs> different uh, system. Different thing. That different was a catchy ass song. Um, but it was catchy. a really good song. Nonetheless. Yeah. A plus marketing. So yeah. I wrote to Nick Chester, who of course is the publicist for Epic Games, after they announced this today on Twitter. And I didn't get a confirmation. And I don't know if I will. And I was doing a little digging online to try to figure out what is the highest concurrency of a game ever because people were playing were saying obviously pokemon go must beat that and i was like it's an mm. interesting question because fortnite obviously mobile game console game and pc game so i have to imagine they're drawing the concurrent players from all three of those places right we mm. don't know what the split is that'd be interesting to find um, out i would love to know the split as to like how how many people are playing in mm. each section yeah um so i asked them that they of course have not responded yet i don't know if they will respond um but also i was i asked how it compares clearly you know they now are the number one most concurrently played game of all time but I don't know if that includes mobile titles or how they would register that. 
And so I tried to look for like what Kings concurrent players were. And I didn't get a concurrent number. All I got was a daily average users. And yeah. at one point, King had almost 100 million daily average users, which is crazy to yeah. think about. <gasps> but like but people logging in for, once exactly. a day is different than a concurrent usage yeah. stat. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But regardless, wow. so a lot of people. That is an impressive feat. And congratulations to Epic yeah. once again for breaking your own record and for really kind of like world domination with a game in a way that I don't think any of us expected. I vividly remember having our old couch here yep. and Darren Suggs was sitting here oh with us. God. Right? The creative director I of the was game. once a bear. Whatever that, <laughs> yeah. that robot said, exactly. I forget. Exactly. I have that clip saved. I was a bear once. I think that was the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And us playing Save the World and talking about how I have always had like kind of a star in my eye for this game since I saw it at Judges Week back in like 2013. Um, And I really loved it and like had no idea. And I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of running into him at TwitchCon. And I said, because I hadn't seen him since he came here and was on the live stream. And I said, who knew, man? Congratulations. You must be over the moon with for your team and you all the hard be work. Scrooge McDucking it all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, he personally is not. Obviously, they I mean, all. I feel like they all probably. Are I've heard well from themselves. Epic employees that they have all gotten a very nice bonus, and that Epic is taking very good care of everybody um, on their staff, which is wonderful to hear. Um, but like I said to yeah. him, I go from a personal. You've been working on this game for like eight years. Like, how does how does it feel? He's like, it's surreal. Oh, He's bet. like, I'm just so excited that so many people have gotten to play. I wonder what's weird, if it's weird for them, though, that, like, the thing that they kind of originally bet their horse on, they pivoted fast enough. Yeah. But obviously, that's not what Fortnite was. No. Right, it's not right. at all what it was. It's well, not at all what they were working to build. Right. And mm-hmm. then, so, to be like, we're building this. We think it's going to be great. And then, to have that not be the thing, but, like, you still manage to, like, do an amazing thing but yeah. that was never the plan right so i wonder if there's any sort of like bizarre internal struggle with that like i had this idea for this for my baby and no one likes the baby that i originally had but they really liked what I came mean, out i wouldn't it. say no one save Not the world no is still one. something they're supporting that they still have players on and but i would argue it's only because the multiplayer is doing so well they can afford to well correct i mean it would be very interesting to know where fortnite as a game would be and how much money epic would be continuing to put into it if battle royale hadn't happened right. um i don't think i ever want to go down that road and be yeah, like sad rabbit happened? hole let's no. not go there yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought what they were doing was so innovative with the way that they incorporated the building mechanics mm-hmm. into the cooperative kind of tower defense gameplay and kind of added this really different diverse base building element to it and i think that's what makes fortnite unique in the battle royale genre oh, mm-hmm. um is that they're like hey we're not just to uh, drive a vehicle around and shoot people with <laughs> cool skins and your guns well like the the building still impacts the gameplay quite substantially especially at the more competitive level oh, yeah those people are insane i've seen some of the like the building like some of those streamers and they build so fast and you're just like yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cool exactly thing. They know exactly how, and they know exactly how to, like, line up a shot from really fucking far. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, same. I'll watch... Um, so the fall skirmish was happening at TwitchCon, and you watch some of those competitive players, and I'm just like, obviously, practice makes perfect, but <laughs> no, I don't think I can Lord. practice enough to get that good. No. I mean, I've been playing some Blackout as well. I mean, just in the Battle Royale mode. And... I- 
I and I appreciate that Fortnite has the building mechanics, but it almost turns me off from it because I feel like that's just another thing it's I'd a, have to it's learn. An added to do. layer of complexity, which is, which, I mean, I'm sure it's appreciated, you know, by people who like that because obviously PUBG and Blackout are like you drive around a vehicle and shoot people with your skins or whatever you just right. use to. But it's and I didn't mean that as a, like a dig on other battle royales. I'm just saying no. I think that's what yeah. has contributed to Fortnite's success, right? I think that has that has obviously a large thing to do with it. I think the art style has a large yeah. thing to do with it. I think the fact that it's technically like PG friendly has a ton to do with it. Um, so like it, it, it kind of managed to like check all these boxes without knowing it was checking any of these and boxes. Most importantly, it's free to play. It's free to play. I would also say the way that the quickness that Epic pivoted on it and started supporting it and started listening to the players on it had like obviously a giant thing to do with how successful that game became mm. absolutely yeah. bravo it's just my be gold in them hills there yeah. <laughs> add us to your payroll it oh. was it was interesting to me that i that they announced that they did a round of funding that they did like a i think it was a 1.7 billion dollar round of funding and i'm like why why do you need funding from anybody? Uh, You're making. I think like the estimate I saw was they were on par to make two billion this this year from from Fortnite. Cuckoo bananas, man. So okay, like, I don't know. Do you think this game? Obviously, at one point, at some point, it's just kind of slowly decline in popularity. But do you? How long do you think it has this momentum? I mean, I think that something like this is, is going to be similar to like a wow. And let like mm-hmm. yes, the player the player base will decline, but it's still but gonna be a huge it's still number. Gonna be a big number. Yeah, yeah. The bubble on Battle Royale is gonna burst quick. I don't think it's gonna have the legs that Minecraft has enjoyed for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are going to enjoy a long wave of success for at least the next two years, potentially three years. But I think like five years from today. Like this fever over Battle Royale will be gone. Mm, that there will yeah. still be a core fan base, sure. absolutely, mm-hmm. people playing, but it won't be like this 8.3 million concurrent number is, it's just not going to be there anymore. Yeah. There'll be some other kind of new hotness happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, become, if it becomes the next capture the flag m- multiplayer mode, right? Where it's just in mode that it's you're going to expect. It's part of everything. Yeah. It's part it of the multiplayer become, package. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Cool but shit. We just fold it into that pastry. Ooh, just keep folding. Just keep folding. Is it a flaky pastry? I immediately yeah, thought of the moment folded. in Sleeping Beauty of Disney Sleeping Beauty where the fairy godmothers um, are folding full eggs into the batter trying to make a cake for oh, Aurora. Yeah. And they don't and, know. Because they're trying not to use magic. Yeah. And she's literally, it's, she's reading the recipe. It's like, fold three yeah. eggs. And she literally <laughs> puts the eggs in whole and then smushes them down. You can like hear the crunch, crunch. of the shells. I don't know why I thought of that. It's my favorite yeah, Disney movie of all really time. But, I don't um, I've ever seen that one. Oh, I will show it to you. Talk about Lion King all day, baby girl. But not Oh, that. it's so good. It's my favorite. Disney I'll movie. watch it for you. We can I fold eggs. You. <laughs> but like, I slept with you once. I slept with you once. I walked with you. Walked with you. I can't remember the words. I slept with you. I also slept with you once in a dream. Let's just start for another time, children. Close the golden book. Okay. I was gonna do all of the Mass Effect news when we talk about N seven in the third segment, but essentially. The big news is Bioware pretty much confirmed that they're working on more Mass Effect, which is 
fantastic news for fans like us well, who Casey's love Bayer. back. That was his, that yeah. was his yeah. baby. That kind of makes sense to me that he'd be like, um, I know we kind of fucked it up, but like, can we put this He's back like, on the rails? He's like, but I'm back now. I'm back now. Can we put this back on the rails? Let me fix it. We I'll find you all of the chances. Arc, I promise. <laughs> the Corian arc exists. <laughs> Um, so obviously we we as giant Bioware fans and a lot of you out there as well wrote in when I asked f- for you to send me your Mass Effect stories, uh, which we'll get to later on in the show, um, want more. Felt like there was a void after Andromeda release and there was no story DLC. There was a little bit of multiplayer oh, stuff that happened. What? Oh, I what? thought that was a spider coming down. It's just a weird dandelion Fucking fuzz. shit. Oh, piece of fuzz. Like, no, it's legit. Like, you know, the I see it. Not, not dandelion. Mm-hmm. Or is it the thing you blow on and then like, yeah, dandelion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why is this here? And where did it come from? I don't know. Maybe it came off the rug. I don't know, but that scared the shit out of me. That's I okay. legitimately <laughs> thought there was a spider that just like booped and down. I just, maybe Kratos was feeling lonely <laughs> and just wanted to come hang out. Kratos, the daddy Ooh. long legs, our first pet of what's good okay, games. Okay, anyway, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt the, you. Yeah, uh, the office, me. daddy long legs. Yeah. Um, so they, on N7 Day, they released a video that says, this year we take a look back and a glimpse at the future of Mass Effect. And it ends with Casey doing the Kermit the Frog yep. sip with a cup. Wait, yep. I need to watch. How oh, yeah. do I watch this? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 here, yeah, yeah. I have it right here oh, for you. Here. I fail at being a Mass Effect fan. Nah, um, I mean, N7 Days. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh. Please hold, ladies and gentlemen. It's the common bonds we Narrate what's happening. The relationships we've Oh, sex is happening. More oh, dancing. Oh, dancing. Gears. And the choices we've made. Yeah. More yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. in peace. You're not narrating what's happening. I know. I don't want to narrate. I'm trying People to walking down the street and smiling at each other because they're wearing N7 gear. And they're like, oh, my God, we totally get each other. Oh, my God, we should date. Why aren't we dating? Cell phone is going off. Teeth are being brushed. Coffee really badly. Don't brush your teeth like Hats that. are being put on heads. There's a sun in the sky. There's, There's an, an Omni tool. Omni There's a Morden in the bed. Oh, little Morden plush. It's very cute. Oh my god, this fucking dandelion needs to go away. Oh my god, it loves you. It's like Bartholomew the Nat, Simer. Yes, it is. Normandy. And it's what the future holds. Okay. And this is really long. This is way longer than I thought it would be. Okay. N7 means having a community. N7 is a celebration of something bigger. N7 means fighting to protect the people you love. N7 is about diversity. N7 means adventure. N7 is seeing someone in those red and white stripes and knowing what they've been through. N7 is a chance to That's explore what it's like to be someone else. N7 is finding new stories and making my own. To me, Mass Effect means that oh, hey, Mike. something new to play, to interact with. Why aren't you wearing an N7 shirt? Right? Fail. That's actually one of the <laughs> Xbox you failed, Mike. Mike, what are you doing? Michael Gamble. Mike Gamble. Lighting, and that should be available today. It means coming into the studio oh, hi, every day, dreaming about what the next great... You also aren't wearing anything in Seven Branded. Kermit the Frost. Aww. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. I think, it was, I think it was last year I got to be what part of their N7 Day video. That was fun. N7 means they did a knockout job with that branding. That yeah. is fucking true. 100% true. Um... <sighs> So there was a lot of people like doing screen grabs of like the cup. So the cup says I should go. Oh, which, does it? Okay. Which is like a massive yeah, yeah, meme. Yeah. 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 Um, it's actually it's too hard for me to read that. From yeah. And so people were like, does it say Apollo? Does it say this? It's like, no, like that's a, a well-known massive meme. I, yeah, should yeah, yeah. I should and go. And it just says Bioware on the bottom of it. Wait, do they sell that? 
They used to. I don't Aww. know if they do anymore. Oh yeah, they went through the store. store. I don't yeah. know what's happening with it. Um, I but I'm sure somebody shit. online sells the I should go cup. I should go. Um, and <laughs> I should go see if they sell that cup somewhere. <laughs> and they left obviously a lot of doors open with the end of Andromeda about like what could potentially happen. And they did so much work setting up this new cast of characters in andromeda um obviously you guys have a very intimate relationship with john um, take your shirt off sir <laughs> yeah i would say it's a limited uh physical interaction <laughs> hey listen there are limits to what we want to do there was it during the pre-show we were talking about what a uh sex shop in mass effect would yeah look we'll like talk it. about that more later yeah it's gonna be a good yeah, time yeah. a good conversation um, I'm having a brain fart. Okay. On the Prothean's name. The Prothean? Yeah, in Mass Effect Andromeda. What's his name? Don't ask me, the man. Prothean? Oh my gosh. I'm like having the big. Somebody's yelling it in their car while they're Don't listening. Don't yell to it right at now. me. I'm just confused. We love you. Be patient Where with us. Where is the wiki? Here's the thing I will I'm, say I appreciate about us ladies is that when we don't know something, we don't pretend to. We will we'll be sick. We Are don't you know. thinking of Mass Effect brain 3, party. the DLC guy? No, I'm thinking about Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay, we have Scott and Sarah Ryder, Alec Ryder, Liam, Cora, Pelofkarga. Wait, wait, wait. What? These are, this is too oh, many talking characters. About a, that's PB. I know. I was are you talking to... about a crew member? Yeah. The Prothean. You wake him up and he joins your crew and I took him everywhere because he gave such cool, interesting tidbit dialogue every time you brought him on a mission. Because you know, you pick the crewmates no, that come on your mission. I, I'm well aware he, of how Mass Effect works. I, I do not remember this guy. I remember him from Mass Effect 3, not Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Maybe. Look it up for Mass Effect and 3. Fucking look it up. Yeah. Oh my god, am I confusing Andromeda yes. Mass Effect 3? Yes. That's am why I-, I am so confused because I'm like, there wasn't a birthday in Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> How did I do that? Javik. I don't, I don't know. Javik. Yes, that's yes. it. Mass Effect 3. Yes. I'm the worst yes. timer. Take away my gamer card. Oh my God, Holy you fake shit. gamer no, girl. Oh my that. God. I'm like, I'm telling you what it is. And you're like, no. And I'm like, are you sure? Why don't you go like, back to playing Why did I fuck that up? Tetris? Maybe it's been so long. Even though I did put my Mass Effect 3 Xbox 360 disc into my Xbox One to load it up for backwards compatibility. So I have it installed mm-hmm. and ready to play. Because... Somebody mentioned the Citadel DLC, and I was like, I must play. Yeah, I should probably uh, actually go through And you're just a fake gamer girl. Fake go back to playing girl. like your Candy Crush. Um, I pulled all that stuff for the third segment for the uh, responses. Um, but okay. uh, the news, of course, is just that N7 Day happened, and they <laughs> essentially confirmed that they're working on more Mass yes. Effect, which is great news for all of us Bioware fans. And we'll talk more about how much we love jaw or how much they love jaw and mass effect and our n7 memories and what n7 means to us um in the third segment and read some of your responses that you guys sent in um but for now i think we're probably going to call it good there was some other news that happened uh nintendo changed some stuff in smash whoa Hold on, let me turn this off, sorry. Um, (laughs) Nintendo changed some stuff in Smash based off of some... they killed all of their characters or something? Well, no, they had had some offensive Native American imagery connected with one of the the characters from a previous version of Smash, um, like... Mr. Game & Watch. Yeah, a couple decades ago when that character was, like, originally created. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey... This was an oversight by our Treehouse staff. This character was created um, 
yeah. many decades ago when we as a company felt differently and were not aware of, you know, how this was impacting players and people in our community. And we've since changed it and are going to be fixing it. Oh. I think um, they modified it in their Game Boy Advance release, and I think it was just a slip. Uh, it was. Yeah. It, it, that's and that's it the thing that people are like, how did this get by Treehouse, knowing how vigilant they are? I think it was just like it didn't get updated in all the different places the key art exists. And yeah. so they were like, our bad, we're fixing it. So that's mm-hmm. good. They got yep. on top of it right away. All five Smash DLC characters have been finalized. We don't know who they were. Basically, oh. Sakurai-san was yeah. like, stop harassing me. Nintendo picked these. You don't get a say. Shut the there's the no more up. requests. The the door is not open for you to request <laughs> characters. Please stop yeah. reaching out to me on social media I'm about sorry. what characters you want to see in Smash. I'm also that's like obnoxious. the message essentially that Sakurai was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, fair. I'm also stop, those I was talking about the, 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 that guy. Maybe it was a while ago, and I'm just melding time together. But I thought you guys were going to talk about the. Cinem- was it a cinematic or something? I don't know. Like where they kill everybody except Kirby. We talked about it last week yeah, in our okay. big Smash okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. We're um, going to ask Crackadon to talk about that. Got it. Got it. We watched. The Smash live stream at seven freaking a.m. That's not the ass crack of dawn. Yes, it is. Oh, I wake up was. at five thirty. Not every day. You're a monster. A few days I don't go to bed till like one or two though. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fucking Red Dead Redemption. It is your fault. Um, and there were some other stuff, but um, that those were, that was the gist of it. That was the big, the yeah. big, uh, the big stuff. All right, we're gonna take our first break of the show. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in a minute. everybody it's segment two of the what's good games podcast hopefully you're not joining us in the middle of the show um even though that's what our timestamps are for yeah bt does <laughs> do you ever find yourself wondering hey the intro of the show is too long oh, or yeah. hey oh, i don't want to listen to this thing <laughs> the shade is so real uh, i'm not intentionally throwing shade at people who leave comments on i the feel show. like you need just, to just a little bit do a tea sip right now with your rose i will do a tea sip with this whiskey there you go mm-hmm. as the person who responds to the comments you guys talk too much sorry i'm not mocking you but it's you okay, are. i was <laughs> can i have a cheers thank you um we yeah. no we love you guys and we love talking to you guys about the show but sometimes we have to take the little moments when we do because we deal with a lot of bullshit on the internet. Um, you might have seen me tweet earlier this week um, that I was having a little bit of a hard time um, because of everything, all of the fallout that was happening from my conversation with Tim on Kind of Funny Games Daily about the Blizzard situation. And then my appearance, um, friend of the show, Jared Petty and somebody who's appeared here on What's Good Games invited me to come on Red Dead Radio and and we're trying to set up a a time when all three of us can be on Red Dead Radio with Jared. And I went on the show knowing that I had some critical things to say and that I also had a lot of really positive things to say about the game because it's a really amazing game. Um, And I was not anticipating quite the wave of asshattery that came, hattery. That came back my way. Um, and I've been doing this internet media business for quite a long time. And I like to believe that I have a pretty thick skin and I've never subscribed to the philosophy of just don't read the comments. I think it's integral to what we do and to what I do. And I like having dialogue with you guys. I like talking to you guys in the comments. 
But sometimes people are really terrible in the comments. True. And yeah. thankfully, we have a lot of fantastic mods in our What's Good Game community. And we have Brittany, who is always ever present with the band hammer. Brittany is our shield. <laughs> I don't tolerate bullshit. Um, and we curate our community pretty mm-hmm. aggressively for a lot of reasons. As an all-female cast, we get a lot of extra bullshit thrown our way. Besides gendered <laughs> bullshit. Right. Besides the usual internet bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, um. We were, yeah, we yeah. There was Anyways. there was a point to what I was saying. Well, because we we were talking about sometimes in the comments, people will say you guys talk too much in the beginning of the show. Oh, oh yeah, we were making fun of people. And in the comments. again, I'm sorry, I shouldn't make fun of you for you don't probably talk like that, but it's just one of those things where it's like it's a what? coping mechanism. So because of everything that gets thrown our way, <laughs> thank it you, is easier to make light of it in that manner than it is. That's exactly it. Thank you. That's one hundred percent it. That's why we have timestamps. Uh, yeah, long story short. Also, our community is amazing and awesome, and we all feel, feel very fortunate that, I mean, I hop in the comment section every day for a few minutes, and rarely do I need to ban some ass hattery. It's just our community is phenomenal, and That's we thank hattery. you so it much really for that. It really is, and we love you guys, and thank you so much to everybody who um, posted in the Kind of Funny subreddit. I did see the thread, and it means a lot, and to people who wrote emails, we saw them, we read them. We try to, our, to, to do our best to respond to every email that we get. And, of course, you know, there are some that slip through. But if you've written us, like, thank you, it's been seen. And that's all I wanted to say. It's a good thing to say. Yeah. Great. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Well, have we been playing? So, obviously, we alluded to Red Dead Redemption 2. But before we get there, let's talk about Moonlighter, Brittany. Moonlighter. What are you moonlighting as? I have my title tab so open. this was released on Monday. And For- I know because so few games are released on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, this came on Nintendo Switch on Monday, November 5th. Monday it's been out. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, was that Damn, baby girl. Something? It was my knuckles. Oh God, my this girl God, can crack her knuckles. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it was going to be I'm that like, loud. Fireworks going off in this bitch. <laughs> um, it's been out since May for all the other platforms. So Xbox and PlayStation. So, have you ladies ever played a game? And within the first, like, 20... We have played games. No, 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 I'm not yes. done. Yes. <laughs> you smart asses. Within the first, like, 20 minutes, you're like, I'm going to become so addicted to this game. My life is over. Um, Probably it's close, like, Stardew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that you? The first 20 minutes. It's like, once you kind of you understand... Like, you get that gameplay loop. Yes. You get through a gameplay loop, and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my jam. I think, for me, that was... Um, the Hobbit Kingdoms of Middle Earth, which was a mobile game that no longer exists. <laughs> what's up with you loving all these games? I just kind of go out to pasture. Well, that what's sad about that is that's now. <laughs> wait, I don't know. But it's now a game. I think it's called like it's elves such a random and fucking game. Elves and and goblins or something because clearly they lost the, the license. Hobbit license. Or the game that uh, Kabam used to make it, and so it's changed now. And it's like I'm like it's not not, not the same. same. Yeah. Um, but I I fell hard for that game. It's a it was an RTS mobile game that I was like all about because I was like in three different alliances, and it was great. Well, you got your life That's back. Not what I was expecting, but yeah, we had our online group. We Actually, like, chatted. I think we have talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I lost hundreds of dollars and hours and hours. I Maybe know that feeling. Giving years of my life to that game. I know that. So Moonlighter is my latest game. 
like that. So the gameplay loop, from what I understand, because I'm only two and a half hours into this thing, but I'm like, oh my god. I've learned that I love games that let me go at my own pace and don't rush me to do anything. Like Harvest And no Moon, trees. N- no trees. And there are some trees in this, but they're not intrusive trees. I'm just going to call bullshit again on your tree theory. No, keep the going. trees keep are going. bullshit. <laughs> yes, keep going. So, <laughs> so games like Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, even like Red Dead Redemption to some extent where I can just kind of trot around the world and not feel rushed to do anything. So with Moonlighter, the gameplay loop is that you have a shop and you have to go to a dungeon and all these dun- dungeons are randomly generated. And every time you go in, they're different. Obviously, that's what that means. And you go and you defeat enemies. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. for nodding, Summer. And you get artifacts or items, and then you go to your shop and you and sell you them. stock them. That's your stock. Your inventory is what you loot off these monsters. Yes. Okay. And you... Okay. So you get these items, you go to your store, and then you sell them. Now, each item has a specific price that customers will buy it at, and their supply and demand is a factor, in, but I haven't gotten too much into that. So if I kill a monster and get a vine Mm -hmm. i go to my shop and i place it on display and i set that price and then the customers come in you open your shop and they look at it and if they have like a sad sad face i almost said emoji sad face happy face like super duper excited face and based off that you judge how you have this thing priced if it's a happy this is a fucking economics game i love it so much i'm this surprises me that you are this well it's kind of like little dragon's cafe as janky as that game was i really like the gameplay loop of it and it's sort of the same thing anyway um, and so you sell these items and then you get money for that and then you use that money to upgrade the town and upgrade your shop. And so when you, you upgrade, don't upgrade your equipment that you go into the dungeons with, no, no, no. So you upgrade the town to get a blacksmith and ah. then the blacksmith is opened up and then he requires certain items to build better swords, get a bow, better armor, blah, blah, blah. And then you go back in the dungeon and you collect your items and you can leave the dungeon, I believe only by going at, like using your pendant which causes which costs three hundred dollars mm-hmm. and so you have to make sure you get at least three hundred dollars worth of goods which is really easy to do in your dungeon run and then you go back to so you can make so you can come back and then sell your goods and then keep coming in and out that's what she said you, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 thank you for holding the pillow but i am really really enjoying it so what i would say is if you like the the mining or whatnot in stardew valley you know, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Not really not the, the same thing, but kind the, of. It is not the mines. It is the place in the Oasis. Yes, that's what I mean. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's The end game dungeon. The gameplay when you're in the dungeon kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. And then that's where you collect all the goods and you sell them and then you can upgrade stuff. So do you think you're moonlighting as a shopkeeper or you're moonlighting as an adventurer? I don't even know what moonlighting means. So moonlighting is when you have an alternate occupation to your day job, essentially. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. Okay. So, so I assume it's like you're moonlighting as a dungeon crawler. Right. Your day job and is generally, a yes, moonlighting is associated with like a secret alternate occupation. Mm-mm. So like by day, Steimer works in video game developer, but by night, she moons light moonlight uh, moonlight moonlight that's the word <laughs> yep. the verb yep. uh, moonlights as a cocktail waitress in a speakeasy bar oh yeah she does wearing i mean little she doesn't thing. really but like that would be fun maybe yeah i actually don't like talking to people so maybe not but yeah, yeah. so but, but like yeah you, but yes, you could, could play it as like a i don't ever want to talk to you and that's why people love you because they're like this girl so there's this like super hot <laughs> chick that works at this bar <laughs> and her shtick is that she never talks to you she only gives you the eye Oh, she's good I feel at the like that's every bar that most <laughs> people go to. <laughs> I love it. 
But yeah, uh, so that's what moonlighting is. Okay, means. yeah, yeah. So my understanding is you can do dungeon crawling during the day or the night. So you can kind of pick and choose your occupation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's on Switch and uh, that's the platform I'm playing it on. And it's fucking perfect. It's like the perfect Switch game. Ugh. So it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. The gameplay loop has me addicted. And I like that you can just kind of take your time, do what you want, how you want. You're not being rushed to do anything. And it's my jam. It's my It's my jelly. Well, good. I actually think this sounds really cool. Maybe yeah. I'll check it out. You should. I do, though, have Diablo 3 Eternal Collection downloaded oh, onto my man. Switch. Did I play it this week? Nope. I also have Hitman 2 downloaded Ooh. onto my PS4. The game's getting good reviews. I want to play it. Did I play it this week? No. I have a copy for you. Um, and I didn't play either of those games because... I obviously was having a little bit of a mental health crisis at the beginning of this week. And I took two days away from being online and being on my console and did some things around my house that were non-video game related. You did just real world like, things. Right. I did some adulting things. where I just needed to like kind of clear my head of work related stuff. Mm-hmm. And so instead, when N7 Day came around and I was like, I think I'm, I've taken enough of a like cleanse I need to... Okay, I got to rub your laptop because you're rubbing it. I wonder if oh, it sorry. feels good. It's no. very, sm- it's very oh, smooth. Oh, that does feel very good. Oh, God. Sorry. I was I was groping Ooh. my laptop cover. No, it feels great. I understand why you're doing it now. Um, <laughs> I also am a natural fidgeter. If you guys ever watch the video at youtube.com slash Wesco Games, you probably notice me fidgeting the entire show. Um, and Seven Day came around and they made the announcement that they released this new patch to make the game um, Mass Effect Andromeda enhanced for Xbox One X. And so I thought to myself, I go, you know what? I haven't booted up Mass Effect in a long time. I did put my Mass Effect 3 disc in to install it for backwards compatibility because I wanted to go back and visit that game. But I was like, you know what? Why don't I check this out and see what this patch is all about? And I will say I was pleasantly surprised with how good the game looks. Now, mind you, some of the animation issues that existed in the game at launch still exist now. They obviously have patched out a lot of the really horrific stuff. And (laughs) it's not as noticeable, but... In the wake of games like Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's yeah. not as easy to look at, you know, facial animation and go, this is acceptable. But sure. I also remind myself that a video game doesn't graphically need to be photorealistic in order for me to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more that I love about it. And I got so engrossed in playing this game that I played for six straight hours last night. I just like booted up. I spent more than a healthy amount of time recreating my Red Rider, which is what I named her. And (laughs) I started out the game and I'm I'm playing now. Sounds like a villain. Red Rider. Red Rider. I mean, I could play her as a villain, but I don't. Is her last name Hood? The Red Rider. Nobody hood. should. Oh, come on. Nobody I'm should so be. good at these jokes. Um, th- you're working your way up to a good dad joke. <laughs> Someday your joke might make it onto one of my postcards. Yeah. That's when I've peaked. <laughs> yes. I will quit What's Good Games and walk away into the sunset. She'll, no, she'll become a joke writer. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's something there. Um, but I've been really enjoying going back, and it's hard because I would love nothing more than to lose myself in Mass Effect Andromeda and play through all of that again and experience it with a fresh set of eyes and um, kind of relive it because so many people reached out to me 
after I was tweeting about in Seven Day about how Andromeda was their favorite in the Mass Effect series, which was mm-hmm. unexpected for me. Yeah. Because two is clearly the best Mass Effect <laughs> game. Uh, we'll talk about that more in the third segment. Um, <laughs> but I think that when we played it at launch, it clearly wasn't ready. And now they've made some significant improvements in the game. And it's been a while since it was originally released. And I would say to anybody, if you... I said this on Twitter. I said, if you missed it or you didn't play it because, quote, someone told you it was bad, you're missing out on a really fantastic Mass Effect game. Um, and obviously, it's up for debate which Mass Effect is your favorite. But overall, this was not not a bad game by any stretch no. of the imagination. There's a lot of really great stuff in it, and I've been enjoying it. But I'm now juggling Mass Effect Andromeda, Red Dead Redemption 2, w- Spider-Man, say- Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Destiny 2. Um, Destiny, I kind of put on the back burner um, because like I love Destiny and I love our West Good Guardians. And every once in a while, I see it on the cross media bar on my PlayStation. And I'm like, I could just jump in for a couple dailies really quick Uh, and like jump in and out. But I know that once I jump in, I'm probably going to stay in. But they're going to have a December event and they're supposed to have, you know, the season pass content. So I might just wait until the next big content drop happens to get back in because there's just so much I need to play that I haven't played. Yeah. I feel like I have my life back. I mean, we'll talk about this later. Now that I finished Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm like, oh, I've come up for air. There's a whole beautiful wide world around me that I forgot about completely. Well, I mean, in January is on the horizon. It's getting so close. Everyone leave me alone. All I want to do is sit in my house and play Red Dead and not talk to anybody. So, yes, let's transition into Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'll talk more about Mass Effect Andromeda in in the if I feel like it in the uh, in the third segment we have our N7 discussion. Um, So Red Dead. Mm-hmm. has obviously been dominated a lot of your lives and clearly all of our lives and for good reason right like this is a game like this comes along i think like once in a generation mm-hmm. for video game consoles and there's a lot to be said for it um i don't regret the things that i expressed on this show about that game when it first came out in our review in progress discussion a lot of those concerns i had still exist But I will say a lot more of the highlights and what makes this game so special have shown themselves and presented themselves over the course of the 50-odd hours or whatever I'm at for gameplay. I think I'm at like a 65% progression right now um, in that game. And Brittany, you obviously finished it. I did. What percentage completion were you at when you finished? 87.3 or something. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Is that story? That's not story progression. That's total. Complete, total. So by the time I finished the game, when credits rolled, I was it was 100% story completion. But overall, it's like 87.3 or something like that. That's wild. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of bounties you did. I did a lot, and there's still so much more I want like to do. Like hunting challenges and stuff. Hunting challenges, and yeah, going to the legendaries, doing the fishing. Um, How do the rankings on the missions affect that? Because I feel like I got bronze or silver on almost all of the mission so rankings. So did I. So I, I don't think it impacts that. Well, either. because you don't know what the caveats are for what how you get the gold ratings or whatever, right? Until after you've completed After you do it. the mission, yeah. And then it shows you I all the requirements. I didn't even realize they were rating me. Yeah, so bronze. I see. I know what you're talking about yeah. now, but I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, like, what the fuck? You're not, you don't know the requirements. How would you know? It's it, would not be, until... it would be completely spoilery if they yeah. gave you the requirements yeah. ahead of time. And yeah. So, no, time, I think you just have to do it. It's oh. like a replayability thing to go back yeah, and do it again. go back and do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, after you complete a mission, obviously, you can hold the button and it'll show you. 
most of the time it's like get this amount of headshots, complete this mission within a certain time frame. But there yeah. are some where too they, busy looting all the bodies. This is going to take me twelve years. I'm going to be here all night. That's, I've failed all of the time missions. Every single one. I don't failed. even try. I don't really care. I also, but yeah. no, that doesn't impact anything. But no, it's again this means completely spoiler free but i feel like in the beginning or the first like half even maybe the first like two-thirds of the game i felt like okay like i'm taking my leisurely pace this is great i like starting you know booting it up and just hunting all day or just exploring all day because there are so many interesting things to find in that huge expansive game world things that you're like what the fuck is this what is this doing in here but i want so fun i want to talk about one of those that i ran into because it was just so i just like i just laughed i was so happy so I'm just running around like you do on your beautiful horse with its beautiful butt. It's beautiful animated butt. <laughs> it's a great butt. And oh, the muscles in that butt dude, are so good. I am like, yes, they really are. I aspire to have a horse butt. <laughs> the horse muscle <laughs> animation is so fucking good. Yeah. And I mean, anyways, so I'm running around on my horse, kind of just doing what you yeah. were talking about, having a nice quiet time. And I come across this kid. And when I say kid, I mean, I think he's probably like 19-ish, 20. That's a kid. And he is throwing rocks into the river. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, I forget the name. Do you remember the name? Mm-mm. Some girl's name. He's basically bemoaning the fact that this girl, I assume, has turned him down, <laughs> rejected him in some way. Mary he's, Sue. He's just like, Mary Sue, how, why Mary Sue? Why would you do this to me? And he's just like throwing rocks. And I walked, uh, I, well, didn't walk. I, on my horse, I like kind of trot up to him and pause. And he's like, go away, mister. I'd want to be alone right now. And Arthur's like, <laughs> I understand, son. And then, like, and I was like, well, I guess I feel like I need to leave now because I just told him I would leave. Yeah. So I would just went across the riverbank and stood there and waited and you watched him. On him. I creeped on him for a while, <laughs> and then he eventually just like stops throwing rocks and Did sits you down on the ground and cries. No, you I didn't. Can, need, I didn't need binoculars. You can have a conversation. Oh, really? Yes. I just took him as like he didn't want to talk, so I was like, okay, bye. No, and that's what's so cool about this game is. You know, you see these random ass characters and you have these conversations and they just feel so organic because the world just feels like it's so alive. And then you'll see them, you know, at certain points throughout. And you're like, I remember you. Oh, we had this conversation. And then you see like what happened, you know, and that's really cool. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't coach him through life, so I don't know if he'll be okay. But um, (laughs) I just mostly looked at him and was like, I can't believe there's a dude just crying on the riverbank over there. And there's so many instances (laughs) of that stuff happening. And, and that's, that's yeah part of the magic of this game yeah. the way that they develop this open world is that your playthrough Brittany's playthrough and my playthrough are all going to be completely different yes. and the stuff we see yeah is going to be completely different well that's part of why i mean i also agree like that there are quality of life gripes that i have that we kind of discussed the first time we did but there is probably like that is probably one of the reasons why they don't have a follow road button so they had a follow road button you wouldn't you would never see that, right? Like, you would probably ride by most of the things you and not just really use pay the cinematic. Do you use a cinematic? I don't. Oh, okay. Although I did th- see that really funny video of, like, a guy who's like, enter cinematic mode, they said, and then he, like, hits a log and dies. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, flies off his horse into the ground. Yeah, and- I also posted a gameplay clip on my Twitter account. Oh, my God, I saw that. Of me being in town. <laughs> So I tried. I, don't think I saw it. It's yeah. Funny. So it was a my horse was glitching out in a really hilarious way. What happened was is I thought that I had hitched my horse, but instead <laughs> my horse got caught like in a trot, like against the wall. And I was looking at it, being like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> it's just like trotting like against the wall. He's on a treadmill. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but he's like up at an angle. And and so I was looking at it and then I tried whistling to see mm-hmm. if maybe see if that'll break, break him it. out of this like loop that he's in. Sure. Didn't work. So I was like, okay, well, let me try to go get on it and, and ride around. I got on, still stuck. And then I was like, well, maybe if I try to like gallop. So then I try to go fast. And I was like, I'm definitely going to hit somebody and there's going to be a crime. This is going to be, I knew, I knew it was happening. <laughs> and then as soon as I came out of the gallop, I hit this woman. I start, my horse bangs into the other wall. It's going sideways. <laughs> it was drunk. There's like drifting. Apparently there's a drifting yeah, you glitch drift in you, the horses. If you, yeah, if you have your horse bond that high. Yeah. yeah um, but like I was like moving like vert, like a uh, horse on the horse yeah, 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 and it yeah. was bad and then of course there's a witness and i was just like oh, oh man oh hell murderous horse and i just like i wouldn't happen i don't know if i'd just been either having too much wine or if i'd been playing for too long i lost my shit like doubled over that type of laugh where you can't breathe because you're <laughs> laughing so hard yeah i don't know what was so funny about this glitch with this horse in the game um you can find it on my twitter account or if you follow me on um on on psn but i just i died some of the glitches in the game are just hysterical they're pretty good but i saw the one that you had posted where the wagon just crumbles i I mean that was like the only thing i saw like that the entire game and i mean that was like within my first five hours of the game so i was just trotting along and there's this dude with a carriage and there's this one horse in front of it and i look it's at a tilt it's at a tilt yeah the horse is on the ground the oh, horses no, the, are on the ground. The wagon is tilted up in the air, slightly like at a yeah, like that's a forty-five what it is. degree angle. And he's just like yeah, and he's like hitting the reins and like trying to get the horse to go and all that. And then the horse like glitches like ten feet up in the air, and the whole carriage does, and the, both fall and both die. And then my horse takes a shit. Well, I thought the I thought the yeah, the horses shit a lot in this yeah, game, yeah. dude. They <laughs> it's like they <laughs> have an issue. I think they might need some medication. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. The I thought the the wagon just collapsed on itself. No, it, it, well, I think what happened is everything just anyways raised up in the air. It and was fell down. funny. It so, was really funny. Yeah, and all this stuff is really cool. And like, obviously, the glitches are like funny. Whatever, it's not a big deal. But like this exploration and finding these characters, I think, is what makes this game super um, impressive. And what I would say, a piece of advice, is if you are playing this game and you're at, are at a point where you're like, I'm really enjoying exploring right now. This is what I'm doing. This is what makes me happy. Just keep doing it as long as you want to. Yeah. Because there's yeah, obviously... You for it. Yeah. And, you know, what I was getting at way ago, long, long time ago, was the first, like, two-thirds of the game, I was like, this is awesome. Like, leisurely paced. Like, I can do what I want. I can enjoy this. But then, obviously, there comes a point where it's like, oh, I want to fucking find out what happens, you know? And I just feel mm-hmm. like I need to keep running. Yeah, the story keep picks up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep running, keep going. And then at some point, at one point, it just doesn't... I don't feel like I wanted to do the exploration anymore. And I, I kind of regret that. Mm. But that's why I got to 87% was because for a long time, I just killed things and I explored and find things, did all the side missions. And yeah. Yeah. Somebody tweeted at me a picture of this beautiful white horse. Oh, and yes. I was like, what? Where did you get this Where horse? And they were like, it is located here. Go find it. Um, and so I was like, cool. So I just ran up there. I tried to get this horse. It was like a fucking saga trying to get this stupid horse. Yeah. Taming the horse is a pain in the because ass. Because I didn't, I, I couldn't, I didn't get the hang of like the calm mechanic for Mash a bit. that shit. And so she kept running away and I was like, okay, <laughs> like crawl out, run and then crawl. And like Did run you bring and then crawl. sugar cubes? No. I no horses uh, love sugar cubes. They sure do. <laughs> uh, 
But so you can buy them. I'm trying to do that. I'm chasing this horse. I'm chasing this horse for a good 45 minutes around this mountain, trying to get her to just calm down and let me ride her. And every time I'm riding her, I okay no she's a horse that is the correct verbiage anyways listen you can ride women (laughs) sure (laughs) 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 what did you say the south park reference but i didn't hear you just keep going okay that's also what she said um but (laughs) i love that you pulled that out of your ass andrea that was so good I'm chasing chasing this horse around for like 30 to 40 minutes. Eventually it gets to a point where she's run off somewhere and I can no longer tell which tracks are new. (laughs) She just snorted. She just snorted. (laughs) That was Brittany, by the way. Are you going to be okay? (laughs) Will you live through this? Yes. Great. Glad to hear it. Um, (laughs) Y'all are ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I wish that I had heard what you said now because I don't know why you're laughing so hard. Rock paper. I said scissor me, scissor me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. Not, okay. It's not, but I, I'm sorry that I missed it. Um anyways, chasing this damn horse around. Got lost to the point because it's what it's a white horse in the snow. Right. So I was like, cool. I guess uh I guess I'm done now because I legitimately don't know which way she's gone. And there were animal prints everywhere. It was just there were tracks everywhere because I'd been already chasing her for like 40 minutes. Um, And so I just left and had to totally leave and come back a few days later after doing a story mission, which was kind of annoying. But then I got her. You did get her. I got her. That's a pain in the ass. beautiful. And I love riding her around. And I'm like, my horse is prettier than your horse. Nah. What did you name her? Artemis. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's so much better than my horse names. What do you what do you what are you going with? Do you have a naming mechanism? So one of the horses I got through a mission, but I'm not gonna talk about that one. Um but yeah, well no. So my first horse I named May, M E H, because it was a really shitty horse. Yeah, the first horse you get is a little shit. Yeah, and I paid thirteen. Hey, that horse is just doing the best they can. It did. <laughs> but his name was May. <laughs> <laughs> I mean sure. <laughs> that horse that good. Um, and then I had I bought a horse from the stable and it looked like a zebra so I called it zebra face wait did you get the brindle I got the brindle I don't know if I got the brindle it was white and it was black is it, it was, a thoroughbred yes and it was it's, very it's, it's a big, brindle. big horse a brindle is a pattern style that looks yeah, yeah. I so I named that, that one zebra too. face and then I stole one from a bandit camp and I named it Epona yeah because I had a black and white one but it was different yeah. it looked like almost like a Dalmatian but more spots so Do I named dabble? it Stracciatella like the Italian oh, name for chocolate chip ice cream. That's really cute. That is cute. I'm really bad at naming. And the, the guy at the stable was like, "No, that's a proper name for a horse." And I was I like, "Thank you." Yeah. Compliments you, no matter what. Well, just let me believe that he only yeah, compliments he, me. He only compliments. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just my horse name. I have the best horse name. <laughs> oh god! I actually don't remember what I named my brindle horse. Now I know the one before that was a black and white mare, and I named Roach. Aww, um, that's cute. But then I got the thoroughbred, and I was like, "She's awesome." Yeah. But I don't remember what I named her. But now I have Artemis and she's my main girl. Artemis. But yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. Amazing game. It's beautiful. And like I kind of was mentioning earlier, what I like about it is that it's a game where you can sort of have quiet time, if that makes sense. No, I'm 100%. Like, I, all I did this past weekend was play uh, Red Dead and couldn't have been happier about it. Because I've, I've just been having this 
I've been having this craving where I want to go to the woods and I just want to not talk to anybody. I want to not have my phone. I want to not have any sort of technology. Mm-hmm. I just want to like chill out for a minute and look at nature. I can't really do that because I have a job and I have things to do. But what I can do is I can ride my horse and Red Dead Redemption out to the middle of nowhere. And it's almost the same thing because the game is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And also the music in that game just is... Yeah. This game takes you from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. And I feel like no matter what you're doing, there is a specific piece of music to accompany that moment. It was interesting that you say that because I got a press release about the amazing artist lineup in the soundtrack. And I had not heard any vocal tracks to any of the music. Everything had been instrumental. And not that the music was bad, but I just felt like so much of the time it was so quiet and not necessarily really like impactful in the Mm -hmm. scene until one specific pivotal moment in the story where you have to get on your horse and ride from one location to another and red dead one did that not red dead one but red dead redemption oh see i i obviously never got to that point in red dead redemption where then there's this like big song and you ride through the whole length of the song and i was like that's really cool it was the d'angelo song no not D'Angelo. What? Yes. D'Angelo. I think it's the <laughs> like, it sound right, but maybe. No, no it's some uh, of the most moving moments, I feel no, like. Maybe I'm, I'm the songs. Up. I'll look it up. Oh, God. They, um, so Red Dead Redemption, that, uh, that game is old, so I'll explain that moment because I haven't gotten to this one yet. Um, it's on the ride to Mexico. So, like, you are on your horse and you just get across the bridge and, like, and then a song kicks up. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just ride and you play the song unless you fuck it up like I did. And you accidentally like get off your horse, or you stops. shoot your gun, or like you do something stupid, and then yeah, no, it is D'Angelo. Oh, the right. new, a new, it's a brand new D'Angelo song that's never been heard before that debuted in the game. Uh, God, it's just so good. Just all of the, the singing and the campfire songs and the music that accompanies those moments. It's just really moving. And I'm someone who usually doesn't pay attention to this, the music in games. Yeah, it usually doesn't. It's not something I'm like, oh my god. But uh, in this game, I'm definitely like. That was moving as fuck. Yep. And, uh, uh, yeah. I also really like um, the camp aspect. and Like, yeah. I enjoy that the camp feels alive. I enjoy that these people will walk around and talk to each other mm-hmm. r- regardless of what you're doing. And you can either be part of it or not. Um, and I just, I don't know. I appreciate a lot of things about this game. Yeah. Uh, it's my little hidey hole. It's, it's definitely a game that encourages exploration in a way. And I've said this, I said this on Jared's show on Reddit radio, and I've, I may have said it on the show um, in a way that I haven't felt since Skyrim mm. and exploration in the elder scrolls franchise is obviously a huge part of the building of that massive RPG. And I appreciated Jared having a spirited debate about the RPG mechanics in red dead. And while Somebody tweeted to me that even internal Red Dead developers agree that the RPG mechanics are basically non-existent and don't impact gameplay. Thank you, Vindicated, uh, from the actual (laughs) developers, uh, that they don't really exist in this game. Right. Regardless, I think the exploration element is such a front and center feature of this game that I wish that more people would understand that that's really what this game is about. And I think some of our initial criticisms 
maybe came up from the fact that we were playing kind of under the wire, trying to get as much of the game experience as possible before the review embargo lifted. And now that we've had some time to kind of breathe with the game a little bit, we can appreciate all of those different small faucets and how those little moments really make this game something truly special. Again, as Britt said, like, not to take away from some of the complaints or the gripes that we've had with the quality of life stuff that Steimer also mentioned, that stuff still exists, and I hope that maybe they refine that or can patch out some of the rough edges in that regard. But I don't think enough can be said for the um, immaculate work that Rockstar did creating a world that people want to get lost in and don't mm-hmm. need to have a beacon on their map to enjoy and can mm-hmm. just walk around or get on their horse and just get lost yeah you can just turn off the hud you can turn off like all of it and then just wander around and see where you end up which is really cool um and that's why i kind of like that it doesn't have any rpg mechanics in that way because you couldn't do that in assassin's creed you'd wind up in an area where someone's really high level and just one shots you yeah like that feels like shit uh, well, I mean, which happened in in Skyrim, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you think about some of these open worlds. It's like, yeah, you might just wander and find yourself in a place, um, but then you will just die. You and like, die, yeah. not to say that it doesn't exist in Red Dead, because I it's just, mostly like an animal comes out of nowhere and fucking fuck those <laughs> animals. Dude, those those are the oh man. This, I would say you know this game isn't a hard game, I and it's not seen any alligators. What? They're everywhere in Santini. I have seen none. You're not looking oh, girl. If you've been in and around Santini and haven't seen alligators, I they have seen me. Let me tell you that. I have much. seen none. Those well, there is one thing in the main path that forces okay, you to okay, deal with an okay. alligator. Fair so. enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait, Henry Iggins. Just you wait. Brittany, do you remember that reference? Yeah, that was from. I don't remember. Aww. I remember. I remember learning about it, and then it didn't. It you got my hopes up so. I know. High. I was like, "Is it the, oh, is it the movie about this timer? The movie? Obviously, Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember watching it. On you showed me. You showed me in here in yes. the studio. I yes. do remember that. I do. Mm-hmm. I couldn't recall anything specifically, but I do re- remember okay. the feeling of joy I had while watching it with you, my fair lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this game is great. You should play it. Yes. Um, I 100% wholeheartedly agree if you play video games, which you do, obviously, if you're listening to this show, especially two hours in, um, almost two hours in, this is a game to not be missed. You can wait until Red Dead Online launches. You can wait until PC comes eventually. Mm -hmm. There's no rush to play this game, Um, but it's certainly a game of... Of this generation that is not to be missed mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Yeah, I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War are just some of like, holy shit, we got two of these bad boys in this generation and that is incredible. It's yeah. Year. Yeah. Well, I mean, this we're going to have a full discussion on obviously Game of the Year um, next month and oh we God. obviously are going to be previewing the Game Awards, <gasps> which is coming up in just a couple of weeks, you guys. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Um, but um, Red Dead certainly stakes its place in history. Um, Jared had asked me when I was on the show, you know, where does this fall in Rockstar's game library of like best Rockstar games of all time? And I said, this clearly is in the top three. Mm-hmm. And to me, I named top three as um, GTA Five. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 3 in no specific order, mm-hmm. not ranking them. Yeah. 
Um, but like those to me are the top three games and I go into the details as to why they are. If you guys want to listen to that, please do go to a friend of the show, yeah. uh, Jared Petty's uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hot blip and a jump or hot blip and a jump.com. You can check out Red Dead Radio. Um, but this is like really, really fantastic work for Rockstar. Yeah. It's easily become one of my favorite games of all time. Like hands down. It's just, it's moved me in a way that few games have. And it's oh, I can't wait to do a spoiler cast with you ladies. Oh, yeah. oh spoiler um, cast is happening. Speaking of which, let's talk about this now. We have a bunch of spoiler casts in the pipeline we've got to do. We've already agreed that we're gonna save the Life is Strange mm-hmm. spoiler cast until yes. episode two is about to come out, which right. somebody just reached out to me about again. Not episode two, but like when's the spoiler cast yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea for us to do those spoiler casts right before the next episode launches, because it'll be like fresh mm-hmm. everybody's mind. But we still said we want to do a Spider-Man spoiler yes. cast eventually. We want to do a Red Dead spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. I hope someday we can talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey spoiler cast. Oh, I don't, God. I don't know if that's... Even, I will smile and nod during that conversation. It's just more of like, I really, really, really enjoy that game. It's yeah. just going to take me a while. Okay. So maybe yeah. not. Maybe we'd put that off the table. Yeah. I think that one has to be thrown I think that table. one has to... Only. So then maybe I just spoil it at some point. Yeah, because no. Because again, like, it's, uh, it's one of those things where... Because Assassin's Creed has so much more RPG mechanics, it's harder to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you can't just go through it. Whereas you can just run through the story of Red Dead if you want to. I would like to talk to you about the story because Jason's been playing it and I I know he's like, I don't know how far into it. But I watch all the story cutscenes because I'm fascinated by the story. The story yeah. is really yeah. good. It's just, oh, I... It's like, it's like one of the best i've ever had assassin's creed and they just announced all of these amazing things that they're doing Cyclops. oh shit we forgot to talk about that we didn't talk about that in the news block but they announced that they're raising the level cap yet that's again that's not the most important part the most important part go ahead is trans morphing or whatever you want to call it uh basically trans modification trans modification where you can uh put the shitty Static mm, armor, yeah. but the look of it onto the nice gear, which is what I am immediately. Is that going your face paint thing you love? So yes, much? my yeah. like weird Kratos armor thing <laughs> I love that the, I love. It's the um, it's the hunter's. It's so vest. good. Yeah, the hunter's vest. I love the crown. This one like like bullshit crown that I found, I, which I talked about in the show a couple of weeks ago. I think them implementing that is fantastic. Is such stoked. a nerdy RPG thing to do that we don't see enough of mm-hmm. in games, and that's a real commitment to their hardcore fan base. I think they're really investing in the idea that they've spent a lot of time building this massive world in Odyssey, and that they're allowing people who have completed the story gotten to a specific point or a specific level cap to regain ability points um they said listen we've seen all your progress we know what you've done we're gonna help you um kind of like re-level yourself to go experience because 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 they talked about the stats let me see if i can pull this up here statistics the stats of how many people finished the story but like had still so much of a open world completion yet to go and they were like, clearly this means that we need to do something to incentivize people to go experience all this content that they've missed. And so I feel like um, Ubisoft is listening to their community in a way that we don't see a lot of developers do. Like, obviously, a lot of developers and publishers listen to their communities. Sure. But in terms of, like, real-world changes to the actual gameplay of these games, like, this is something... That I'm super excited to see. And I think that this is 
indicative of the work that they've done on their other live service franchises like for honor which they've done a lot of work on like uh ghost recon like rainbow six siege and obviously what we can anticipate them doing with the division two next year um Oh my gosh, the headline on Eurogamer Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting gear transmog. Dude, oh, yeah. it's like the fact that they're doing it that alone. I'm like, I will, I will, I will finish this game now, which sounds stupid. But the one of the things that was frustrating me was like, I'd go into a thing and then I'd see a cutscene and she wouldn't look the way I'd want her to look. And I'd be like, Meh. like I just, right? I like, have a little huff. Like, you know, like, you'd grunt a little to so, yourself. So yeah. we talked a little bit, but let me give you some real world facts here. So Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer writes, Odyssey has some snazzy looking armor and weapons that you have to replace them fairly quickly as you acquire higher level gear, but more common looking bits and pieces. You can pay to upgrade your armor at the blacksmith, but it's simpler to just keep equipping newer items instead. The feature arrives in the game later this month, and then you'll never have to choose between that lovely looking helmet and something that actually raises your power. <laughs> Odyssey's level cap of 50 is also getting a boost after ubisoft found people were hitting it without even exploring half of the game wow 20 new levels will be unlocked later this month for a total of 70 handily if you're already at level 50 any existing xp you've earned will be automatically converted into ability points when new levels are unlocked really cool that they're able to do that like that they've built tech in such a way that it's still tracking on the back end yeah yeah i love this this is such a player first decision and it makes me want to jump back in i was playing odyssey just uh, a couple nights ago in my like constant conundrum of what What to play right now um i jumped back into odyssey because i've been missing cassandra and i just can't get over not only how beautiful this world of greece is that they've created but just how dense it is for how large it is. And it's really just amazing. It's such a fantastic game. If you've never dabbled in an Assassin's Creed game, I cannot recommend Assassin's Creed Odyssey enough. And I love for once that this game is going to be part of Game of the Year discussions. I would be shocked if it does not make the Game of the Year nominees for the Game Awards. Like, I will be... Shocked yeah, and disappointed be because I believe I firmly believe it de- deserves a place there in a year where there's a number of fantastic games that obviously deserve a place there. But yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think this is really like best in class work from Ubisoft in this franchise. This is your favorite AC. I haven't finished the story because it's going to take a lot to topple Brotherhood from mm-hmm. a gameplay and story perspective because. Because for the same reason why I think GTA 3 and GTA 5 are vying closely for top positions, it's obviously not the best game because I fully believe like every developer makes a better game each year. The technology grows and they learn. Right. But for where that game was at the time that the industry was and what it did, it was very important particularly from a a franchise it was a franchise defining game assassin's Mm. creed brotherhood was i don't think if brotherhood hadn't been the game that it was that assassin's creed would see odyssey today Mm -hmm. right like odyssey assassin's creed is clearly like the anchor of ubisoft's triple a like portfolio of games clearly we know that just dance is the moneymaker because they keep making that game but for the wii (laughs) 
But <laughs> Assassin's Creed is like the game that people know Ubisoft for. Yeah. Yeah. And that game routinely sells 10 million units when it launches, which is phenomenal. Which, by the way, um, there was a report that Red Dead Redemption 2 has shipped 17 million units oh, yeah, I saw this that. week. Which yes. is crazy. It was 11. No, um, the number I saw was 17. That was not, I believe, a rock star announcement. It was a an analyst projecting uh, how many has been shipped. Um, but not surprising. But bananas. that would make it. I th- I believe would make it the number one selling game of 2018. But we don't have those numbers yet. Um, but we will soon. Yeah, it sold more copies. RDR two sold more copies than RDR has in the entire eight years. That has been well, a that's thing. Not that's not sold. surprising. That no, but it's still shipped. It's, shipped yeah, right. But it's shipped still to shipped. retailers. I'm curious, though, in a year where Black Ops 4 is crushing it and where Call of Duty has been at the top. I was actually going to bring this up in the news segment. Oh, shit, I, I haven't even played Call of Duty yet. forgot. All I want everyone to know is next Friday, Pokemon Let's Go comes out and my life is over. <sighs> no, what? Crickets. No, no, but- no, here's the thing. I was about to say, I was about to say... In my mind, I immediately went to, how does Brit not have her copy yet? I should have emailed Nintendo. Why am I not on top of this? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm underwater with literally... That was what was going on oh. in my brain. That was why there was cricket. Although, it was funny because both you and I just <laughs> looked at each other. Okay, so at least I know where Stammer In my was. mind, I'm like, oh, no, why have I not reached out to Nintendo about this? <laughs> that That's me, like, business Andrea just immediately took that over. Was, wait, that, was, that was what you were doing. What I was doing was judging her, which is what she thought. What, I, what I will oh, no. say, though, is that you can judge me all you want, but... I Pokemon no, Let's Go is going to be the perfect game for me post RDR2 because it's that God of War syndrome where I hopped right back into Far Cry 5 oh, after, God, that after was, God yeah, of War. And I'm same. like, this why am I doing no, dude, I had a good time with Far Cry 5, but, but that's to go not the way from to a fucking that. masterpiece like yeah. God of War to that was just difficult. So now I'm in that same boat. I can't hop right back into Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I can't hop into Spider-Man. Mm, I'm going to have to go into Pokemon Let's Go. Have to, in air quotes. Pl- palette cleanse. And yeah, I am very, just, very uh, excited to do oh the midnight God. release. I'm assuming there's a midnight release. Because, I mean, that's it's Pokemon. Like, I am very happy okay, to do a midnight release and experience it with everyone. There's something about that hype when everyone's playing at the same time. What do you think about the news that came out earlier this week that they're finally going to track your steps in the background? Thank God for Pokemon Go. Jeez Louise. Like, that has been so necessary. Are you familiar with what this means? That now it's going to be a step counter? Well, essentially, they're going to allow you now to it's your hatch exercise certain mobile. types of eggs that you couldn't hatch before. Because if you, you would have to yeah. go on specific If you wanted to hatch to your eggs, Samer, you'd have to have the app open. But now you don't have to do that. Now you oh, can just kind of... it in the background, I right, see Right, which saying. is wonderful because, you know, in Washington, it rains a lot, as you, as you know. And I do know. And I like to walk on the treadmill a lot during said rainy days, but I can't hatch eggs the w- previous way it was because it's all about distance. But now it's tracking your steps. And you're like, look at my treadmill. Look at it says how much I'm distance all my I'm eggs. covering. No, this is wonderful. This should have been a launch feature. I can't wait to see how many people take this to the gym and they're like on the treadmill. No, I actually enjoyed playing Pokemon Go when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to pretend like I'm a Pokemon expert or that I know what I'm talking about. Pichu. What'd you I call it? will Pichu. play. If you wanna Pichu. come here and you wanna go like down by the marina on the uh, Embarcadero, oh, yeah. which is a very hot Pokemon catching I feel like you've been spot. promising me this since let's go. we started. I feel like we've let's said a lot of Pokemon, things. let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon, 
on, let's go. Wah, wah. Summer, are you in? You gave me a side eye like, am I not invited? But you just talk shit about Pokemon, so I don't know what, how you feel. No, 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 oh, Summer. No, I'm gonna put that you. wasn't, no, that wasn't yeah. what that was. Okay. She made a mark. regular side eye. It was just a traditional regular side eye. Okay, I know we got kind yeah. of off track here, um, but yeah, I did want to yeah. just mention that because I think that uh, the Odyssey news was great and yes. you guys are playing. You should Good go job. back and um, hopefully Britt will have more to say about Pokemon <laughs> very soon. I'm so excited. Um, and I'm cry. you guys, it's just, I'm just overwhelmed with good feelings about video games and we're in such an amazing period, whether you're playing on PC or on console or on your switch, which is technically a console um, or on your phone with Pokemon go like, <laughs> I'm just so glad that there's just so many amazing games right now. Yes. There's yeah. really like a spoiled for choice. Oh it's just going to get better. January? Like going to like a Resident really Evil good ice cream 2? shop. <laughs> What's like going to an ice, ice cream, cream shop? shop? No, a really good ice cream oh, shop. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. one of those gourmet ones. And you're like, these flavors all sound amazing. Which one do I choose? All of them. I'm yeah. basically thinking of, of salt and straw. <laughs> yeah. Oh. A Los Angeles based chain that has very delicious oh my ice God. cream. Yeah, it's great. not just LA. Well, LA based, maybe. Yeah, there was one in Seattle. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to think about ice cream, and you should too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to share our N7 memories. Stay with us. We'll see you in a moment. everybody it's segment three of the what's good games podcast and as we have mentioned earlier in the show it is now time for us to celebrate the annual tradition of n7 day and steimer very accurately pointed out none of us are wearing our n7 gear i am wearing a very old infamous t-shirt it's true and i'm wearing a shirt that says don't look back you're not going that way which is good life advice that is fantastic Uh, Britt, what are you wearing? I am wearing the Ocarina of Time depiction of Sheik and Link back to back. She or he is on their harp and Link is on his Ocarina of Time and they're singing a song together. Well, they're not singing. Why do you say she or he? Because Sheik is Zelda, but Mm -hmm. Sheik pretends to be a, I believe, a male warrior. I I mean, I would say male warrior because like the boobs are like taped back and like there's big pectorials. Like Joan of Arc style. There you go. Because she's trying to hide her identity from the great evil Ganondorf. And so, for but the it's ma- still Zelda, right? But for the majority of uh, Ocarina of Time, you think Sheik is just like this male Sheik warrior, and then you find out, oh, it's actually Zelda at the end. So that's why I said spoilers. it that way. <laughs> oh man, nineteen ninety eight spoilers are real. <laughs> Twenty years, baby. <laughs> um, that's lovely. Thank you. Um, I feel like. Well, I mean, I was going to make a comment on your amazing collection of tank tops that have video game references. Yeah, I have a lot. I need to stop. It's no, a real problem. Never stop. I'm just like, yeah, it is. I've never seen your closet. Uh, girl, I've seen your closet. <laughs> Both of you have. Um, so, um, N7, Mass Effect, Bioware. But Andrea Renee, what? before we do, the, do that, <gasps> yes, Brittany, we have a thing we need to do. is it time to talk about our Turbo Patrons? It is time to talk about our Turbo Patrons. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? what I don't know. Why? Wait, why? I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 she was just getting all excited. We've gone a little 
off the rails, you guys. You know. I'm trying to match you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to be in the same room together very often anymore um, because life is hard. But when we do, sometimes we kind of lose it a little bit in a good way. We hope you guys are having a good time with us this week and enjoying the show. Um, so, Brittany, mm-hmm. for people who may not be aware, who are the Turbo Patrons? Our Turbo Patrons are those who pledge $20 a month to us on or more on Patreon. And we appreciate them very much. And what we like to do is we like to read their names every month. Because we're like, you guys are, f- all of you are awesome if you support us on Patreon, even if you don't. Download our show. You give us a review. You comment on our social channels. We love you. But this is just an extra special shout out for our Turbo Patrons. Yes. Because if you want to have your name horribly mispronounced. Oh, geez. On our show. This is the show to go to. This is the tier for you. Um, Steimer, are you in on this? You want me to just be Brittany? No, because I don't have. You guys both. I don't want to do that over your shoulder. It's going to be. Um, I feel like I need to start because of the name of this first one. Go for it. And whoever made this account. I love you from now until the end, end of, time. of time. Two Guardians, Aldrin Sov and the Ace of Spades. <laughs> yes, I can't. I can't right now. But you can. I believe so in you, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Saxon. Adrian Eric Williams. Alberto Videla. Alex Rogopoulos. Andrew Susan. Anthony Murphy. Ariella Ariella Furman. Ash Vulcan. Bill Stillwell. Billy Shibley. Brian Hopper. Brooke Lurie. Asia Harris. Carl Peterson. Kathy Coughdog Lucas. Cool Rat Daddy. Christian Rodriguez. Dale Sun. David Icolucci. Dominic Weller. Donato Sinaccio III. AKA the next protagonist of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Dustin Lewis. <laughs> e. Benjamin Chenkis. E. Irz- I say your name every wrong every month. Irzari. Irzari. Elizabeth Brooke. Elmo Shell. Emily Kent. Ferris Ati. Flying Saucer Media. Geo Corsi. Gregory Horton. Even Ivan Bergeronno. <laughs> Jared Howard. Jason Davis. Jason Kerr. Jay Ma- <laughs> What? Mats <laughs> Mahui. No, it's just <laughs> this month. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy. God. Jason Demers. Bad. I know him. That dork. Jesse Spencer. Joe Kennison. Joe Schlieff. John Drake. I know that guy, too. Oh, my God. Funny how that works. Giselle Bassa. <laughs> Kevin Dunkel. Kia B. Leviathan Masters Barella. Louis Creech. Also, wait. Is your name actually Leviathan? I mean. That's badass. That's kind of amazing. Lincoln Davis. Lincoln Thurber. Lucas Cheney. Mark Dratta. Martha Emery. Matt Howell. Matthew Godere. Lampas Islands. Okay, what was that? <laughs> Boys. I hit puberty. It's fine. Melanthius, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Shenholt. <laughs> Mohammed Fahim Mohammed. Molly Bittner. Oh, congratulations. Molly just got married. Yeah, she did. She's having a great girl. time. I'm seeing those Facebook pictures, Molly. I'm jealous. <laughs> Nambui. Uh, Nicole Humphrey. Noel Navarez. Ozzy Mejia. Paige Porter. Patrick Weller. I lost my... Pete Shoemaker. <laughs> Professor Metal Gear. Punctified. Pure Blue Octopus. <laughs> RJ Bryan. <laughs> Regan himself. Ripped Gamers. Rob Leonard. Robert Guerrero. Roland Bala. Ross Haney. Ryan B. Sam. Simon Bergstead. Diane Stevenson. Steph Wu. Stephanie Fitzwilliam. Stephen Insler. God, girl, you're going fast. Stephanie DuPont. <laughs> Sydney Carr. Tara Bruno. Teresa Eater, my mama. Thomas Jennings. Timothy Bennett. Thomas, Tommy Larson. Tren Pennington. Trevor Saki. Troy Spradlin. Tyler McCall. Veritanuda. Wait, Veritanuda. Wait, Veritanuda? Veritanuda. What is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Will Hernandez <laughs> and Zach Hershey. Yes. 
Thank you so much again. We say this as often as we can, and we can't express it enough, that What's Good Games would not exist if it were not for our fantastic supporters on patreon.com slash what's good games. You guys keep the lights on, you keep the microphones going, <laughs> you keep the website servers live. Um, everything we do at What's Good Games is dependent on patreon.com slash what's good games. If you like what we do, if you enjoy the show, if you could toss us a dollar that would be fantastic. Uh, we hope that you guys would consider contributing to our Patreon and can't thank our Turbo patrons and all of our patrons enough again for that support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One more thank you for the legendary Jennifer Hale, who plays Fem Shep. Oh, that was great. One of my favorite video game characters. Andrea Way. Of all time. Yeah. I've heard. I want to play like the Mass Effect theme here. I feel like I'm, I don't. I don't. I might need to like pull I'm it just up. Do this one. Do 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 do. That's no, no. <laughs> that was the first one that came to mind. That's the Jurassic Park. I know thing. it is. <laughs> there are dinosaurs in space. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, Rex kind of looks like he a looks dinosaur. like a dinosaur. I'm sure he's related to the dinosaur. Hold on, let me see if I can get this going here. Okay, fine. I don't think dinosaurs had eight testicles. Maybe they did, but I don't know. Do we really know? I don't know. I've not not verified with the dinosaur people. Wait, is this a (laughs) Mass Effect (laughs) 1 theme? There you go. There we go. Ah, there it is. This is the original Mass Effect. Oh, God, that takes me back. So good. Oh, I'm getting nostalgic. It's the whiskey. I'm tearing up a little bit. Oh, man. I'm going to get the Mass Effect 3 theme because that was really what fucking was the tearjerker for me. Oh, my gosh. Man, oh, man. Oh, sad. This one? Sad piano. Right? (sighs) Let's just have a moment. The mood has been set. Those fucking reapers. Pieces of shit. Assholes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do a fade out here. Oh, that was dramatic. That was oh, good. Oh, look at that. Look at Beautiful. That fancy shit. DJ Andrea in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, clearly, you guys know from listening to the show for many weeks, hopefully, that we are big fans of Bioware as a development studio for their multiple franchises. But in seven day and representing what Mass Effect as a franchise means to us as a game community is super special for people that have been fortunate enough to play. And there's just something emotional about this franchise that I personally have never felt with any other video game franchise ever in my life as a gamer. Mm. How about you two? Is there... It's not the only one, th- but it's definitely like one of the few. You know, it's it's interesting because when I first played this game, I was very new, so what behind the ears, if you will, when it came to video games journalism and the industry as a whole. And I grew up in a really small town where I, I don't know how to articulate this, but I never felt 
like the world was quote against me and that's dramatic and all. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when I played it at the time that I did, mm-hmm. I don't think I fully appreciated it for what it was. And I think if I were to replay the franchise today, I would appreciate it a million times more. But because it's been so long since I've played it, I feel like my initial playthrough didn't quite grant me the appreciation I should have for it today. I What I can say is I really love the series and I love the franchise, but I feel like if I played it today, like I said, being as involved in the industry as I am and having more of a broader view of the trials and tribulations that face especially women in power and, and all that, I think I would have gotten a greater satisfaction from it. And I'm assuming that's probably why some of the, re- the reason why you and probably you appreciate Femshep as much as you did. The powerful female character with red hair. Yeah, I mean, yes, the red hair was certainly <laughs> a, a, a qualification. But what I love so much about what Bioware does is that I created my femship in a bubble and she was mine and had my experience and when you go online and look at youtube gameplay videos of people's male commander shepherd or female commander shepherd and just how different they all look and i think that is really why people connect with this game on a really emotional level because so few games allow you to not only physically transform a character to how you want them to look but also through narrative choices Mm -hmm. allow you to kind of customize this character to be like if i was answering this question how would i answer how would i want my shepherd Mm -hmm. to answer and there's just not enough games that do that obviously bioware is not the only company that does this kind of narrative work in video games but there's just not many people who do it and Mm -hmm. then thus do it well right yeah, and it's it's honestly the series top of my list that I want to replay. Because, like I said, I played the first one when I was just started blogging about video games, and I hadn't quite developed that appreciation for game narrative and for the, the choices and the impact that your choices could have on a story. And so that's why I'm like, I need to replay this. And I've, and I've tried to go back multiple times, but then obviously nowadays it's like I'm in the industry and I need to play more specific games to keep on top of things. And I don't have the time. Right. But it yeah. still holds up from what I've played. Yeah. Mass, so Mass Effect, the first one, obviously, came out when I was fresh out of college. I had just started working for doing PR for Microsoft, for Microsoft Game Studios, which the first game was published by Microsoft Game Studios, was not on PlayStation. Um, and I remember picking it up and thinking, holy shit. This is what games are now. Because during college, I didn't play really anything except maybe my roommate's Wii, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're drunk and you're like, whoa, mini games, whoa. Bullied, we're bowling. Uh, but like <laughs> otherwise, I wasn't playing anything. I was studying and I was earning my degree. Mm-hmm. So to come back into it and have it, and just I remember the first time when you when you're like walking up into the Citadel to meet with the council. I don't know where I just remember like this feeling of almost just overwhelm. Like just like I am just what the fuck? Like what? This is wow. insane to me. And I think a lot of it has to do with what you just mentioned, Andrea, where it's like I made the character look the way I wanted her to. She was mine. She was going to speak the way I wanted her to speak. She was going to do the things I wanted her to do. This was going to be how I wanted it to go down and not just the way someone told me it was going to go. And that that was that was very very special and 
also it had a cast of characters mm-hmm. that were just incredible and i wanted to actually be friends with an obvious and it gave me the greatest love of my life that doesn't exist which is Caden. Oh. and <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> anyways yeah. um, and and i think it did stakes in an interesting way what i liked a lot about the first one that the other one sort of lost was uh it was more like very like old school more traditional rpg and that maxing out sort of the chat allowed you to gain access to by chat i mean like the either charm or mm-hmm. intimidation sort of things uh you could then get story to do what you wanted it to do a little bit more you could kind of like budge around some of the quote-unquote harder decisions that they'd put in there uh which is how i like to play it um <laughs> But then later they sort of lost that, and I think this is getting off tangent a little bit. But that I think this that whole is, segment is about tangents. Just fine. go, girl. I think that is why, for me personally, the ending of Mass Effect Three struck me in such a wrong, a raw and wrong way. Was because traditionally leading up to it, the game had taught me I could do these things, but there was a winnable state in them at all times. Mm-hmm. There was a winnable state with Rex. Granted, Ashley Caden, there was not a winnable state. There was yeah, always Ashley can GTFO. But, but also, <laughs> I did. But also, I didn't like Ashley. Away. Either you really hate Ashley or you really hate Caden. Either way, that choice you I don't think is really. Kaden, you it's not difficult. My point is like that's not a difficult choice. Yeah, you ask anybody in the street, they know immediately who they're going to who they're going to kill. They don't care. Um, that wasn't like a gut wrenching moment for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and. So for Mass Effect 3 to come along, and then Mass Effect 2, everybody on your Suicide Squad can live. It's called a suicide mission, and yet everyone's fine. Everyone lived on mine, baby. I'm so glad you brought that up, because I played through Mass Effect 2 five times to get my perfect Mass Effect playthrough. Of course. And I, to this day have never done that with a video game since. I mean, that's a beefy game to play five times. Girl, trust me. <laughs> I know. I wish we had and that free time today. I, I really I know, do. Right? And like that was what's so special to me about Mass Effect 2 and why Mass Effect 2 remains one of my favorite games of all time. And like the more I think about it and the older I get, the more I feel comfortable saying, is Mass Effect 2 my favorite game mm-hmm. of all time? Um, and somebody recently tweeted to me when I asked you guys for your stories, which I'm going to read here in just a moment, that Mass Effect True was their least favorite in the franchise. And mm. I just want to remind people, because I was like, in my mind, obviously, I have a kind of distorted perception of how great Mass Effect is. So I was like, let me look up, because the whole genesis for me playing Mass Effect in the first place was because I was in my um, first year producing and hosting for Mahalo Video Games. I had the distinguished opportunity and honor to be invited by Spike's GTTV, where I first got to work with Jeff Keighley, to be part of a panel talking about the Game of the Year nominees. One of these nominees, Mass Effect 2. I hadn't played this game yet. So I was like, well, obviously I have to play this game. By the way, it was up against God of War 3 that year. Um, I was like, well, obviously I need to play. And my friend at the time, Joshua Ovenshire, who has now become famously known as Jovenshire from Smosh Games, um, was like, you have you have to play this game. You're going to love it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really into like those RPG games. <laughs> Sounds like you. It was me. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. 
I rage quit Mass Effect 2 the first time I played it. That opening scene Mm. where you're like learning your powers and having to do cover and fighting against like the bots on the ship. Um, I just, I just was like, the controls are clunky. I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. I rage quit. And then I was like, I have to go back because they're going to interview me about the game and I need to play the game. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I forced myself to get through that opening section. And then I became hooked in a way that I have not, I don't think, become hooked on a game ever since. And the reason I played that and the reason I bring this up is because I'm lo- I looked up the Mass Effect 2 awards for the year that it was nominated in 2010, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think of that's when that game came out, mm-hmm. 2010. Um, just, for the, just for the Spike Video Game Awards, it was nominated for Game of the Year, Studio of the Year, Best Xbox 360 Game, Best PC Game, Best RPG, Best Original Score, Best Performance by a Human Male, Best Performance by a Human Female, Two people nominated, both Jennifer Hale for Commander Shepard and Yvonne Stravosky for Miranda Lawson. Martin yeah. Sheen was nominated for The Elusive Man. Yeah. And good. Best DLC. And I still maintain to this day, day that Lair of the Shadow Broker is the best Ooh, DLC I've ever Lair played. Lair of the Shadow Broker was... I think I reviewed that for IGN. Um, <laughs> Inside really? Gaming Awards, yeah. Mishinima, who I went on to work for, nominated it for Most Compelling Character, Best DLC, Best Original Score. Um, IGN nominated it for a whopping... Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight awards. Damn, including best blockbuster game. <laughs> yeah, I think what, but I so I but think a lot of people feel- best boss. Yeah, there was a lot of like the po- the reason I bring this up is because sometimes people who haven't played or haven't played or haven't played it in a while and don't remember like. This game was massively impactful across our industry for a variety of reasons. And I think that's why it's really stuck with me. And that's why Bioware continues to have the reputation that it does. Yeah. I think a lot of people who would say that Mass Effect 2 is their least favorite because that is technically the most streamlined of all of them. It had the least amount of RPG mechanics in it. Because uh, one was like all about the RPG mechanics, two they super streamlined, and three they kind of brought a few things back because they think they kind of overcorrected. Yeah, they kind of like got the happy medium, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I can understand why somebody would say that that is their least favorite. Story wise, I would disagree with them, but I do think like in terms of mechanically and like what the game does, um, that makes sense to me. But so I played, I did a sort of a like a like a downhill sort of. To, uh, anyway, I'll just say what I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> this, this isn't coming out right. I played Mass Effect 1 seven to eight times. I don't remember exactly. I played 2 about three times. And then I played Mass Effect 3 once. Like, that's... I mm. also played Mass Effect 3 once. Did not play any of the DLC for Mass Effect 3. No. I didn't either. I'm thinking about it. So what I'm doing on my computer is I'm trying because I when I first tried Mass Effect, I wrote about it when I was still blogging at IGN.com. And I remember trying to play it and I could not get into it. And I think what happened for me was that the first game I played of Bioware's was Dragon Age Origins. Mm. And that came out in what, 2011? And Mass Effect came out in 2009, 2010? 2010. No, 2010. 2010. So... In Dragon Age Origins, so Dragon Age to me is like your Mass Effect. Dragon Age came out in November 2009. 2000, 
Oh, wow. Okay. So, November 3rd, 2009, Dragon Age Origins. So then when did Mass Effect come out? 2010? The original Mass Effect? Yeah, the original no, Mass Effect. Oh, the origi- oh, sorry. I was talking about Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect release date. Okay. It was... The original Mass Effect was November 16th, 2007. Okay. So see, Mass Effect had even been out for like two years, and I still hadn't played it yet. But for me... Dragon Age, I remember Origins was like my like holy shit Bioware moment where this is my character, this mm. is the decisions I'm making, and uh, that was my like pivotal like holy shit, this is what games can be moment. Yeah, and because that setting speaks so much to me, I remember when I first tried Mass Effect, I couldn't get into it. I played it for a couple hours. I got but to Brittany, the Citadel. There are no trees. There are no. I know, but <laughs> it's in space. It's in, but that honestly, like space in futuristic spacey shit, like it. it usually don't click with it and so i think that's what was happening then and again i had just started looking at games from a critical perspective or tried to this is literally when i first tried starting to blog about video games and i didn't have all i knew were like jrpgs that was like my thing so mass effect was a whole new ball game and it didn't click with me right at first but i remember i hopped back into it later and i was like oh this is pretty fucking cool. Now, granted, by this point, I already played Dragon Age Origins, so I kind of had a gist of the formula. Granted, both games played vastly different. Um, Dragon Age Origins obviously had like the five or six different decisions you could make. Right. There was no wheel. And, yeah, 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 yeah. They were different, but it was in similar style right. in terms of like, okay, I make choices and this is how the gameplay is very different. But yeah. Right, right. So for that reason, I don't think it blew me away probably as much as it did for you and you because i'm like okay i've already played this yeah in a sense but um obviously i played mass Effect multiple times i played two once and i played three once and i finished three after it had been modified the ending had been modified mm-hmm. and so i remember when i finished three i was like what's the big deal why is everyone so upset and i think that's because again i wasn't sure how to critically look at a game and understand why people were upset as you were, which obviously today I would be. Yeah. And two, I was like, okay, that was a happy ending. Next, moving on. Mm. Happy ending. Happy ending. In what world is any of that happy? Well, I, the, yeah, three. The, the whole ending of three to me is just catastrophic. Well, don't you see Shepard taking a breath at the end of three in the modified ending? In if you get all the way through the credits and you have a specific ending, and, and you, you do the quote unquote bad option, which is technically the good option because that's what the game has been telling you to do since day one and that's right. what i and whatever it was i remember she took a breath that day and i'm like oh she's alive and i was like that was but great why if she's people so mad? alive she's like the universe in is a pile destroyed. of rebel the yeah. universe is destroyed like right. this, the, the mass relays are the gone the mass relays are gone which is not the end all be all they're still faster than the light travel but it's still like not the best mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. gonna take a while well it's like they there's still like the mystery which you know andromeda starts to explore like where the mass relays come from and like how does civilization work with these mass relays and what are what is this you know new interconnected thing that they're exploring in andromeda and that's what i am really hopeful for that -hmm. there's going to be more am i completely kind of sort of devastated i never get to have another shepherd story of course yeah but I think what's great about that trilogy is that it makes you care for these characters in such a way that we so rarely see, and which is why I really commended what Rockstar was doing with you know the Vandalin gang. But I want to read some of these responses that I got from Twitter um, because I had tweeted, um, it's N7 day, uh, I can't express in a tweet how much the Mass Effect series means to me. 
but would love to hear your stories. Um, hashtag Liara's Bay. Because nah. um, she, I romanced Liara through all three games. I started out because for people who don't know, I never played Mass Effect before I played Mass Effect 2. I played Mass Effect 2 first. Mm-hmm. And then I went back after my second playthrough of Mass Effect to play or Mass Effect Two to play Mass Effect, and then I went I romanced Liara, and then I brought that save into Mass Effect Two for my third playthrough, and subsequent fourth and fifth playthroughs, (laughs) um, trying different difficulty levels and different loadouts. Um, Because at first I hated playing as a biotic. Mostly because I did not understand it. Mm-hmm. I just went for I like... I fucking love space magic. Space I'm not all the space magic. But, but now I can't play as anything but an adept. It's like, that's it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm an adept I think for I usually do time. whichever one mixes the two. I forget the name of the class. Yeah, they changed the class system in Andromeda. They did. So that you could allow yourself to play with different classes, but also keeping a core set of powers, which I really loved. Um, so on Twitter... Um, Camille Van Dunn, friend of the show, uh, tweets, one of my absolute favorite series of all time. I have to disagree, though, and say hashtag Garrus is bae. Oh, 100%. No. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, there's more. Um, Hannah Ramu, uh, commissions closed, writes, I'm super late to the N7 party. I played ME1 before. I just finished my first trilogy playthrough a month ago. I've always been a bigger fan of fantasy than sci-fi, but Mass Effect got me into it more than anything else. Also, I romanced Garrus and cried a lot after saying goodbye to him at the end. I couldn't stop crying periodically after finishing the game, and my husband wasn't sure what to do with me. <laughs> How do you console that? I've had those moments. <laughs> Um, oh, dude. Martha Emery writes, Mass Effect 3 was one of the only video game endings that made me cry. Agreed. Uh, Joshua Crow writes, my favorite achievement is beating the first game without using any weapons at all. I was a biotic femship god. Oh my I had god. Liara and Tally with me. The trick was using warp, then lift, or singularity, then push. And so if you haven't mm-hmm. heard any of our anthem coverage... They've brought what you love about biotic combinations from Mass Effect into Anthem in a really cool way. And if you haven't watched any of the new gameplay that they just released, you should. Wish I could play it again and on the go with my Switch. Don't hold your breath. I doubt a Mass Effect collection on Switch is ever happening. Oh, man. Um, Mario Void tweets, I picked up the first Mass Effect about six months after it first came out. I couldn't sleep, so started playing around 3 a.m. on Saturday and didn't stop until I beat the main story on Sunday. Hashtag too hooked. That's how I played those games. Really? So I played uh, Mass Effect. I would... My my diet was a few bags of popcorn, smart food, white sugar popcorn, some Snapple, a lot of good fiber. And that was it. (laughs) I was eating, and then I would go to i had like my controller by my bed and my tv remote by my bed my tv was in front of my it was just like i just literally i was like in charlie in the chocolate factory those old people like the, the grandmas <laughs> and the grandpas like i just lived in the bed and i would sit there and i would for an entire weekend from friday to sunday i wouldn't leave the bed except to like pee like that was that it sounds like an amazing existence honestly it sounds was great great it, it sounds so nice it literally sounds like what i want my next vacation to be yeah, yeah. where i just like marathon you just like aspect. roll over grab the controller turn it on grab the remote for the tv turn it on and then you just sit and you play oh so good oh man uh william Ramon- ramos uh tweets um mass effect one and two are amongst some of my all-time favorite games two especially is easily in my top five of all time at the time two came out i was blown away by how different each class felt especially when comparing it to one for that reason i replayed two dozens of times just to play each of the classes and make different decisions in the game the game truly is an infinity playable 
enjoyable title for me, and the gameplay, the relationships, story, and characters are all so fantastic. God. I couldn't have I'm said really, it better I'm, myself. I'm like thinking to myself, okay, I have a week before Pokemon Let's Go comes out. Like, <laughs> can I get Mass Effect in between that? If you marathon it, maybe. But if I mean, you like, do oh, not oh, eat man. anything but two bags of a smart food white chicken <laughs> popcorn and three Snapple ICs. Oh. Just even hearing that theme music earlier, Dude, I'm like, the music. The boop, the, the, the turkey. The boop. The, 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 like beeping and booping, whatever it is. Um, the synth music. It's so good. That's what it is. You know, Dying Light has that same sort of music in it. And every time I hear it, I think about Mass Effect. And damn. Just this like, is the music that I always think of. Hold on. I should go. This is not the music. I should go. Yes. Oh. Yes. Is that the galaxy map? Oh, wait, what? Whoa. Whoa. What is that? What's that? Someone's having What's fun happening? on the piano. Why is there a know. piano? Dear piano man, please, please leave. stop. We don't want Why? your contributions. Why piano man? We wait, don't want your contributions here. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. There's another YouTube tab open on my computer. <laughs> okay, let's go back to nostalgia. There we go. Do you remember when the, the data, pa- data pad app came out for iPad back in the day? I would just read that shit at bed. I could listen to this song oh like, my on God. loop forever. It literally takes me yes. back like 10 years. I'm just like, oh. Ah! Okay. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Flute. Okay, sorry. And just like wandering around your ship and talking to all the people, the people, your crewmates, and figure out like what new things they have to say to you and mm-hmm. open up the map and picking your next destination. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. I miss it. I miss it too. Oh my gosh. I'm getting emotional, you guys. Um, if you guys have been listening to this and you've never played Mass Effect and you are kind of wondering like what all the hype is about, first off, thank you so much for making it this deep into a Mass Effect heavy segment, not knowing what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the thing that is a big takeaway and that I would hope people who've never played Mass Effect that would maybe be willing to try it is that it's a game that has really big themes, really tackling some small intimate issues in friendships and romantic relationships and then tackling really big issues of how do we save humanity in the face of annihilation and what kinds of sacrifices does that entail and from the big decision big decisions to the small decisions from deciding who you're going to romance and who's going to be your friend and, and which crewmates you're going to go on your loyalty missions with All of those decisions and that decision-making process is a reason why the three of us are such dedicated fans to BioWare as a studio because so few developers are able to kind of nail those decisions in a way that makes it feel real and like it has weight. And that's a hallmark of a BioWare game. And I have yet to find a game who's given me those decisions that feel the same weightiness. I got a glimpse of it in certain series from Telltale. I think they've done some really great narrative work. Um, I've got a glimpse of it even in newer franchises that are exploring what narrative means, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. and Detroit Become Human. is a fantastic example um, of a game that really kind of makes you make hard decisions. Um, 
but there's so few that do it and combine it with this massive open world or um, essentially like linear and open world combined totally. gameplay. And I think it's something that I look forward to exploring and what they're going to do mm-hmm. with Anthem and hope that they can capture some of that magic. And I think that's why it's easy, I think, for me to say that's one of my most anticipated games because I'm hoping and yearning to replace this experience I'm so sorely missing in my gaming life. I hate to say it, but I feel like if that's what you're looking for in Anthem, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, I would just about to say, yeah, maybe don't go into it with that. <laughs> I think going next to Bioware, yeah. it's, it's fair for you to temper, obviously, the expectation. They have even done so on yeah. several occasions to be like, this is geared towards more of a multiplayer action-focused yeah, game. Yeah. They've said that. And I think it's less about less about the emotional impact and mm-hmm. more about like, I just need more of a Bioware game in my life and if it's a hybrid of another game that has meant a lot to me like Destiny and Destiny 2 has if I can mash up the things I love about playing online with my friends and the action and the amazing combat that Mm -hmm. I love in Destiny combined with even a little bit of that amazing storytelling that I get from Bioware then I'm going to be like please just punch (laughs) please just punch Mm. Are you guys okay. not excited? Am I the only no, one? No, I'm not even stoked for Anthem. I just don't. I am not putting it in that realm, category. I suppose. Like, you think it I'm, can't live up to Mass Effect hype? No, I don't think. I think it's a different thing. I think yeah, it's right. like it's just comparing two different games completely. And I think yeah. I'm like, who knows? I could get more playtime out of Anthem just because it is a multiplayer game. It is designed to have more legs um, than something that is single player. So. Even though I, I did play that single player game five times. I mean, yeah. So. I mean, I played <laughs> played the first one seven to eight times, like, and that was a long ass game. It was not. Yeah. So yes, because I, I I don't obviously think it's going to have the the gameplay of Destiny that you love so much, and I don't think it's going to have the Mass Effect story and intimacy that you love so much. I think it's going to have a little bit of the of everything that you like, but I don't know if it's going to excel at one or the other or both. Are you saying this game is going to fail? No, no, not at all. I'm very <laughs> besides Resident Evil Two. This is my most anticipated game for next year. Yeah, I'm very very excited for it, but I think I just have different expectations. If this was mm-hmm. Bioware's next Mass Effect game or Bioware's next dragon age game then i would have those high expectations but for this i'm expecting something just a little different a little new something that doesn't feel completely bioware-esque but has some of that charm and spice to it and also this is the first time i've ever built a game like this mm-hmm. so like you can't go into it with those expectations of like this will be a massive actor this will be a dragon age because it is just so wildly different for that team and i never normally say this but like i feel like, I don't get, like, fangirl excited about anything. <laughs> and this is, like, the one thing I'm fangirl excited about. I feel like you both are, like, womp, No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm like, like no, no. I am so. No, come on. Andrea. Just let me believe. Just let me, let's let me have unbridled enthusiasm. You know, Andrea, I, I and waited. unrealistic, unchecked fucking expectations about it. I <laughs> waited. How long do we wait to play uh, Anthem at? Yeah, E3. Like, it was longer than I would normally wait for anything in life. It was like six hours. We sat there and waited to, for our appointment. 
six hours because like our appointment like the thing the conference ended and then our appointment wasn't until like the it was one of the last ones so no what i would say like as a friend if you have realistic expectations in your head logically but as a complete fangirl you're like oh my god then i'm gonna leave you the hell alone that's fine you go on i know what it's like trust me i'm like queen of (laughs) hype over here i get so excited for pokemon let's go and i'm like oh my god it's gonna be the best thing ever when i know exactly what the fuck i'm getting logically yeah i will leave you alone but as long as you i just don't want this game to come out and you be like it's like destiny 2 where i kind of love it kind of don't like it sometimes and it's not what i wanted as we discussed earlier in the show it is all about expectation setting yes yes (laughs) so that's all i'm saying here is like make sure like be i'm hyped i this is my most anticipated game next year i've and anytime i've gotten hands on it with it i'm just like yes oh yeah this is what i want give me some of this i enjoy this but i'm not thinking of it in the same way that i think of a mass effect or a dragon age because i just know it's a different beast that's all but you know what you go on with your bad self thanks life is too short to not be overly hyped about something i'm overly hyped for a lot of shit and you know sometimes it, you know we call that britifying shit everything's great you're, be, you're being like britified right now thanks and i just like i think about my career my presence as an on-camera person and i like try to always mitigate my enthusiasm in the sake of like being as balanced as i can Mm -hmm. and i just can't because mass effect has such a profound experience on me that it let me try dragon age because Mm -hmm. little known fact the only dragon age i've ever finished was inquisition I've never finished any of the other ones. I barely dabbled in two, barely dabbled in Origins. And Inquisition was really the game that I like gravitated towards um, after playing so much Mass Effect. I was like, I clearly need more of whatever Bioware is selling me. <laughs> um, and so I, I really loved that game. It was my game of the year, the game the year it came out. And I just like, I don't get this like excitement about anything and i don't know how to explain it or what it is yeah. no you're fi- listen you know? we're all in this business because we love video games and there are certain things that just get us like for me it's a lot of shit but for you you more have a little more level head than i do sometimes <laughs> so you are having a moment with one of the most important franchises to you and you don't need to explain it it's just you know we're fans of of this industry so you know what you go on with your bad self thanks and maybe samurai will be proved wrong maybe this will be one of the best shooters ever what? what i'm not saying anything that's going to be negative i'm i'm so confused <laughs> no, 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 no. no all i'm okay no i think what okay i think what happened was that we're like this because you mentioned no, you guys were yeah. just trying to remind me like anthem is not mass effect yes and it's not going to be and that's a Desti- fair reminder right and that's, i think that's a good thing for us to remind everybody else but i do have to ask timer just briefly if you could just tilt a little oh, bit boy. to your right so femship to my right, right. <laughs> behind you can get her short moment in the sun. That is my autographed lithograph. Lithograph? I think that's what it's yeah. called. Uh, that Jennifer Hale signed. It just looks like Every a time I've met Jennifer her. Hale, I've made an ass of myself. What? No, she's great. No, no, no. I've made an ass of myself. I've been like, I'm jealous of all those romance scenes with Caden. Like, that's and something she's I like, told yeah, her. I recorded a booth alone. And she she's like, I that. actually never did I know. And this person. is, again, before I understood how shit works in this shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was an awkward you're thing You're like, you're not mocapping those But things. I do have my autographed thing signed or framed as well. So, hey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing show. <laughs> we hope that you are inspired to maybe go replay through Mass Effect yourself, whether it be the new Xbox One 
X enhanced for uh, Andromeda or maybe you're doing backwards compatibility. I know a lot of you, like me, are a little salty that they never ported the collection from PS3 to PS4. Maybe someday, <laughs> maybe someday we'll get a Mass Effect collection, a proper one um, for, for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and PC. Um, but we never know. Um, I would buy you sell that to me for a hundred dollars and I'll buy, I'll buy it. Um, and, um, we hope that if you are fans of Mass Effect and, and, uh, know or have a, a clear picture of what N7 means to you that you appreciated, uh, this conversation and please feel free to always reach out to us and let us know whenever you want to talk about Bioware, we're down <laughs> and banging. I mean, Avi, Alistair, we'll have a, we'll have a, a full on secret segment about this eventually. Oh, we still have it listed, I think, in, in the Patreon as like a producer segment. Like, do you want to hear what Britt and Steimer want to <laughs> oh, like know what a, like an Angara's sexual anatomy oh, looks yeah, like? Yeah, that's true. I could talk about that till the cows come home. Let's do it. Someone. Patreon.com. <laughs> um, don't forget, uh, we'll be streaming tomorrow. If you guys are listening to this on Friday with um, Kind of Funny at twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games for XO18. Um, it's starting at 12.45 p.m. Pacific time, and we got our happy hour Q&A for patrons at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Um, until then, we will see you next week. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye from the Muppets. Have a fantastic evening. Oh, God. Oh, no. The Muppets back in town. Slimer is baking our face. He doesn't love me.